following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. So it's called what? Air Force One Two. Yeah, that's good. And they take over the plane again, right? Great. I love it. As long as I can make the deal. Come in. What are you doing here, you son of a bitch? Oh, cut the shit. You think you can walk in here and say you're sorry after what you did? I'm done with that Star Wars crap, and I'm done with you. Haven't you heard? I'm in Cowboys and Aliens. Daniel Craig's my Wookiee bitch now. Get the hell out of here. Out. Get out. Out of here. Get out. I don't want to talk to you. Get out of here. And don't come back. She was my wife. She's still spitting up hairballs. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. This horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free. Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit... Big time, major league bullshit. You have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims. Religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. All right, here we are, episode one fifty four. Are you serious? Wow. Um, should I? I'll just do the contact stuff right off the bat. How about that? It's are you serious podcast at gmail dot com, and the phone number is two zero six three three eight three zero nine four. I knew that. So I know you did. I know that. I know you and you're Chris, and I'm Frank. Damn it! Yeah. Fuck! I even put your name first. Yeah, God, because you were being polite. Ah oh, man! Fuck Blue Thunder. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. Before we get started, I went. Well, no, I want to know how your show went. It went all right. Yeah. Um, Was it weird? A couple things I didn't like. Yeah. We had to sell tickets. Yeah. Now normally and this is this was my assumption because I've never done this shit before. The the more tickets you sell, the more money you make. Well, no, it's the more money they make. We didn't get paid for this show. Yeah. You would figure the later you go on, the more money, the more tickets you sell because generally later is better, right? It's closer to headlining. Think That's so, yeah. what I figured. Yeah. No, the people that sold the most tickets got to go on whenever they wanted. So uh. by the time we got to pick, because I sold two tickets that I actually had to give my brother 20 bucks for, because I'll have to explain this in a second. <laughs> um, we went on at 11.30. Ooh. I got there at 4 oh. in Worcester. I don't know shit in Worcester. <laughs> so I, I had a couple drinks as the night went on and just waited. And Did Ellen go? No. 
No, and it's kind of good she didn't go because that was an unreasonable amount of time yeah. to fucking wait. So I couldn't go to the screening that I set up for Drive-In Horror oh. Show. Yeah, that didn't piss me off too much. <laughs> but we played, and um, for the fourth time playing together, um, I, I I pretended to be an old coot, and I uh, walked in, and I showed my wife, I put the computer, and I'm like, look, I have a YouTube. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm on YouTube now. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I'll I'll throw that up. Throw in the, the link, link up there. there. Yeah, I'd love to see um, it. It's not like through the soundboard recorded or yeah, anything, but, but it's just it's the first song. I I think we're gonna end up dumping it. Yeah, because it it's it's got a good start, but then it's kind of slow, and we need the energy to be up a little more. I think three of the songs we played out of the six, we're definitely gonna end up keeping. But the second song that's in that group, because we go from one, and then it's like feedback fuzz yeah. intro right into it. The second one's good, and it's and it's pretty solid. And we have a show in two days, and our drummer can't make it. How um, <laughs> that's gonna suck? How were we? You you're feeling pretty good in front of a crowd and all that stuff? And well, there were like eight people there by the time by the time we got on stage, there was nobody left. Yeah. It was just too late. So yeah. it should be like a dance rehearsal and dance recital that you know yeah. everybody's required to stay. No, no, <laughs> no. That would have been no. I know because. Some of the bands that went on before us, like th- that's what they do. They yeah. they want to be a band, yeah. And they have racks of fucking Buck Rogers computers and yeah. shit, like blinking lights all <laughs> over the place. They have wireless, you know, hookups for their yeah. guitars and shit. They got the hair and the beards, and yeah, they do synchronized head banging and shit. Nice. Like I'm on my Captain America shirt. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I don't forget this song. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I did. But it didn't matter, yeah, because nobody knows what the fucking just, original songs sound like, a good right? Time, yeah. So, but it was fun. We laughed a lot. Um, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then watching back on it, it was all right. Good. Yeah. Good experience. Yeah. So we have a show at the Midway Cafe two days from now on Saturday. We're going on between four and four thirty. We don't have a drummer right now. Because huh. he had he has work stuff that that came up at the last second, yeah. um, something to do with going from part time to full time. So, yeah. you know, can't begrudge him that at all. So, good for him. I like him. He's a good guy. They're all good guys. Yeah. But I spent a lot of time talking with him uh, while we were waiting. So I got to know him pretty good. So that's good. Cool. Um, hopefully, maybe he can rearrange stuff because I'd like to play with him. Otherwise, we may have another guy sit in just to keep time. Yeah. That's that would be, but he's he knows the songs. I guess I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. We could just show up and I could sit there and I could just make the noise. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and that'd be fine because whatever. <laughs> exactly. It's the opening to the General Cinemas <laughs> exactly. concession trailer song. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, it was all right. Good. Yeah, we went camping. I know. How was that? Oh, mother. Fucking nature. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? Like, camping isn't really camping. Not anymore. Okay? No, it, it, it really isn't. Okay? Because... That mosquito flying around is really bugging me. I know, huh? But I'll kill, <laughs> Sorry, I'll, go I'll kill it when I get a chance. Right. But you know what it was? It's so like... It doesn't land on the mic. You, you, go to a, you go to a campground, and it's this weird thing because you want that experience of of camping, of sleeping in a tent, building a fire, no lights, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, 
And but you go and there's a hookup, and well, you people go, drive up their RVs. Right. I mean, and we were actually we had a nice little spot. We had our van kind of parked like right there, which was also cool. Right. Right. Because you keep a lot of shit in there. Yeah. Because all the warnings about bears. We actually did see a little baby bear. Oh, well, that was about this big. Oh, so it was still an adolescent. Well, actually, yeah, smaller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. Just like walking across the street. Right. But then the mama bear is really close. Yeah, it must have been. So because like we we're driving and I and I stopped when I saw it. It was probably about maybe 20 feet ahead of uh, us. And then it went like sort of back. It was going oh. like left to right in front of me. And then I stopped. There was no other car. There were no other cars in the road. Right. And then it sort of went back into the woods. And then I just sort of waited and it came back out, went across you know, uh, it was yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. That That's was nice. really really neat. Um, but anyway, then it so, ate two hikers. I know, huh? That was wicked cool. <laughs> we took their. There's stuff. a YouTube for that too. <laughs> we took their stuff. Um, <laughs> so we get there, we set up our tents and the whole thing. But like, there's there's a bathroom, like you know, yeah, like a, like a three minute walk, and there are showers and there's right, laundry and right. stuff like that. And there are definitely people there who pull up in a in a camper and yep. they they're they're, they they're going to the be there for the out, summer. They oh yeah, they pop the side out. They have yeah. you know a big huge like there was there was one I saw that had this big rug outside the you know its front. <laughs> it had literally had like pinwheels like in the ground, sort of around the perimeter. Those the fucking little, hookah. Those little, <laughs> those little like solar lights oh, around yeah. making a little path. It's just like they were yeah. fucking living there for the summer. Yeah. Um, which is fine, I guess. But um, and we had uh the, this nice little path that went down like to the beach, and there was like a little swimming type of like a little brook kind of thing kids could swim in, okay. which was cool. Um, but it's like there's no real roughing it. No, nobody roughs okay? it anymore because it's. Well, no, I'm sorry. People do rough it, but that's not the place to do it. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to do it with you know three kids and a six month old. <laughs> So that's coming back. Just, to haunt you kidding you. me? Just being in my fucking house with a six month old is roughing it. <laughs> so, um, just want to point out, Reverend Scott, but 30 seconds ago, you're going to yeah, want to pull that clip out. So, um, so we, yeah. you know, we had, um, we had all the things that would typically go wrong with relative. I mean, I've camped before, right? Um, Julie's kind of camped before, okay? So, but, um, yeah, whatever. I almost Fuck had him. Um, Just anyway, fly around. So, um, like you know, issues with the tent going up, right? And um, wait, wait, so wait, you can't pitch a tent. Oh, I can pitch a tent. <laughs> Watch, Just, hold on, hold on. Just to know. No, hold on, wait, hold. On. <laughs> Clapping doesn't work. It's not a fucking genie. <laughs> Liz Lemon, Liz Lemon. No, uh, sorry. Um, so, and then the fire. It was. Uh, was really smoky mm. so and then um like we like the tents that we had they have these little you know like there's like another thing you put over like the rain cover kind of thing uh, otherwise the top of the tent has got like kind of mesh which oh, is fine okay, right, so right, we were just like should we put the rain cover on we looked at the weather should we we're like i don't know fuck it let's just not so it's like 2 30 then how bad did it rain so it's it's cole and me in one tent yeah and julie the girls and frankie in the other tent. Right. So, like, but they had the air mattress. Oh. All right. Cole and I were roughing it. 
All right. So yeah, you just had memory foam. Exactly. No, I slept on the ground. It just took me five minutes to get back up. So it's like two two thirty in the morning, and I feel like a couple of drops. Of and I'm like, shit. Yeah. And then like I start to get my shoes on, yeah. and I hear Julie, shit. Olivia, yeah. get outside. So Olivia gets outside. I'm outside, and we're there. We're trying to do this, you know, by the light of a lantern, and right. trying to get this whole thing put on. So we finally get the thing on. We get back in. We're settled. And the I get sun up comes again. Up, right? No, no, no. I get up again, and uh, I just like fuck this. I'm not walking all the way down to the bathroom. So I like peed in the woods just <laughs> off the thing, <laughs> and so I get back in, and uh, all settled, and. It just fucking rains on us, wow. like it, like really, like we we met ten minutes, <laughs> and it was just it was crazy. Huh. So it was a good thing that we uh, that we did that. Cole slept through the whole fucking thing. Of course he did. Yeah, and uh, good for him. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was that was fine. Then we went to this place called uh, Clark's Trading Post the next day. And that was cool. They had like yeah. a bear show, and uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. That's weird. So a bunch of big, like, like fat gay guy, like big fat gay guys, which was weird. Um, Terrible. I know. I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. So where um, was this? This was up in Franconia. Oh, in okay. Hampshire. Okay, you're not going to catch this. It's not so, a mosquito. It's actually a tiny little fly. Mm. So um, all right. So, and then, but the next night was better. Yeah. We um, holy shit! You got it, Mister Mister Mia. You better yeah. get him again. Damn skipper, it's moving. Uh, no, I just want him to suffer. Oh, let him die. Oh, he's listening to us. So I want him. Suffering I want him up. to die, not be just be killed. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the next night though, like it was great because Julie went to bed, and I was <laughs> I was with the other three, and um, we built this really really big fire. Yeah, and we just sat around. We roasted some marshmallows. Nice, and we just sat Burned around the evidence. fire to like like midnight, okay. and it was cool. And then like at one point, all three of them like walked down around the way, and they went like to the bathroom. Yeah. So and as they were walking up, I saw the light from like the the sort of the, the lantern kind yeah. of moving. So, I um. Did you Blair Witch them? No, 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 no. But I I turned on the headlights to the van which ah. was facing right at them <laughs> so when i know like walking back from that it is pitch black because uh, there's yeah. no lights or anything it's like it's pitch black yeah all right and i hear olivia go what the f-? <laughs> she's caught herself <laughs> though um that would uh, you know that would have been all right that would oh yeah totally it totally would have been, been fine. fine so um, would have been better though if the lights were on and you shut them off <laughs> yeah yeah so that was um so that was it. It was, it was fun. And the yeah. next day, I went to these polar caves, kind of thing. Oh yeah. So that was a lot of like, you know, hiking, and I was really miserable and like sleeping on the ground is just not good for me. No, I can't. I'm, I'm an 80 year old man. I yeah. really am. So why and didn't you have the air mattress? What? Because she had the baby. Ah, uh, good point. So just checking. I don't know. All right. Want to get so, into this? Let's get into this. So what happened while you were camping in the world of news? I don't know nothing. Anything? No, Fucking nothing dead, important. Dead ceiling? No, nothing good. People died. Where? In London? I oh think? yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're dead. I don't get it. No, it's it's. There's nothing to get. No, I don't she... understand the response. Like all of a sudden, people are just are, are like, "Oh, I'm gonna miss her." 
No, you're not. You weren't That's saying that two months shit. ago. No, oh, she's weren't. destroying herself. We, somebody should do something. No, nobody says any of that. No, of course not. Like we, I mean, I mean, you were right. You called it this year, whatever. I might have um, called it for last year. But I don't know. The, I mean, it, but I don't understand why it surprises anybody. I don't think it surprises anybody. I think people are just upset about it, which I don't understand. It's kind of like you. I mean, I. You know what? She's in my in my eyes. One hit wonder. Yeah, okay, well, she had that one she's, good album. Yeah, yeah, she's you know and from two thousand eight. Really? Yeah, and exactly. And then she's been using that album. The only other for time, Coke. Money well, that's the thing. Then. The only other time that her name comes up is that she canceled the show. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Amy Winehouse, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> she's I, dead. All done. Guess the toxicology report came back inconclusive. <laughs> we don't know and what no killed shit. it. We don't know if it was the drugs. Or the alcohol. Oh, uh, boy. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't. And there's, there's people that are like, oh, it's terrible. People shouldn't make jokes. No, I think it's all right here. Well, you, you know what? When Sid Vicious killed himself, it was okay to make jokes. Because well, he overdosed. You know what? So did she. So here's the yeah. thing. You know what? It's like, I don't know if it's it's so much that, that you can make jokes or, what, or or whatnot, but it's, it's... I was about to make a point. I forget what it Holy was. Holy shit. Wow. And you I forgot? Know. Yeah, exactly. It's them old. Um it's it's not surprising. And and in a way, this is the point I was going to make is that she sort of stuck to her gun. She's like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Hey. And I'm going to die. Which is slowly commit suicide over exactly. over a 4-year you know? period. And if you don't but but here's the thing. It's just like Thank goodness she wasn't in a car and she drove into a bus full of, you know, yeah, that, well, kids or something that's like true. that. You know what? It's she was an adult. She had her chance to 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 deal with her demons. Her demons won. Yeah. Fine. You know what? She had one song, they'll you know, and that'll be on Oddly you know, enough and again. That song really was her downfall yeah exactly a song about going to rehab no 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 Rehab. well rehab's for quitters so yeah she wasn't a quitter so in a way you gotta well no she she is she's dead she quit yeah well no (laughs) she her body quit she didn't really quit she she got fired (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's a good point her body fired her enough of this shit get out of here exactly We're all done. Uh, but, like, I have no sympathy for Kurt Cobain putting a shotgun in his mouth. I have no sympathy for Heath Ledger overdosing when he has a I, small But, but here's, you know what it is? I th- Heath Ledger's, mm-hmm. I think, was mm-hmm. different than, like, an Amy It was Winehouse an abuse of prescription medication. He knew he was over the dosage. But I think that, but I don't, I, I don't think that it was a, a, a chronic sort of, doesn't matter thing. if you take more than you're told to take. I think take, he, his was more then, more accidental and surprising than I think Amy Winehouse. Oh yeah, for I the mean, rest Amy of Wine, the world. Yeah, exactly. But I have no but sympathy that, for him. But I don't think that Heath Ledger had a history of substance. Doesn't abuse. matter. So no, I think that Heath Ledger is more unfortunate than Amy Winehouse. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I have so, to feel anything for it. I feel worse about you know him the, than you I remember, do her. Remember the 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 four hundred pound dude we talked about that was the the spokesperson for the burger place. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him either. Well, no, I just, he died doing what he loved. I feel bad for the pallbearers. <laughs> what? Forklifts? <laughs> I mean, really? Let's be honest. Yeah. Of course, I think Amy Winehouse only had like two. 
Cause pounds? She, yeah, because she weighs like 45 pounds. Yeah, they just put a carry strap on her. Just, and... Who else died of overdoses lately? And then they're talking, oh, the 27 Club. I looked at the what? 27 Club. There's the like... 27, what? It's, it's 27. The, yeah, she was 27. Kurt Cobain was 27. Yeah. Uh, Hendrix. Janis Joplin? I think so. And um, what's his face there from the doors? Jim, Jim Morrison. Morrison. Yeah. They're all, they were all 27. It's... Just a fucking coincidence. Yeah, that, that's it. More people died not at twenty seven in the music industry. Yeah, but those are big names. Yeah. How I mean, how old was Elvis? John Lennon, you know. Yeah. Well, John Lennon was shot. Yeah, but he died. Yeah. You know, one of them was uh, one of the guys uh, he abused on the plane. Not not, it's not. It's not just drugs. It's it's yeah. people that that. Oh. Know, Musicians. Anyway. Well, that that's that's just trying to put some sort of title or or order into something that people find, yeah, disturbing. Yeah. Oh well. It's like it's like a hump you have to get over. It's like the the rule of three when celebrities die. Yeah. I didn't see anybody else dying around Amy Winehouse though. Not celebrity wise. Sherrod Schwartz died. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we talked about that, but I don't think we did. I have an itch right inside my nose. Don't you hate that? Oh. And I have um, to be polite, and I can't scratch it because I don't look like I'm picking my nose. <laughs> I'm moving the body. Okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, Sherwood Schwartz. Yeah, that's too bad. He invented Gilligan's Island and the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he lived a nice long time. Yeah, no, he so, totally did. He was like 80-something. Yeah. And, you know, and... That was good. Left some good stuff behind. He definitely did. Why don't we, um, why don't we take a break? We'll come I, back and get to the serious shit. All right. Why wanna lock it? Cracky in the kitchen at it like a rubber and some curl of a butter cat is that whole thing gone. Got an egg all around my wall. Tell him I'm just sitting to pay my pong. Give it away as if I never did. And the table is so much money to listen. Keep blowing my gun. Cause here I come. Let me get you all sick with the bubble oil. Knick knack, fatty wax. film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant blissful state of agreement. I mean the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstro Crumpunter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror. 
as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must. This is on. You can find us at chinstroker versus punter dot So come and share the victory. If you could. Any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important. But we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. All right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take uh, us to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you rode in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on him. You review all these exploitation, <laughs> horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one That is one star too many. <laughs> Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Uh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Uh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. So back. we're back. I didn't make breaks up this week, so so we're just back as probably going to as we leave. They're probably going to flow a lot better this yeah. week. <laughs> if it only would fucking play, <laughs> we'll be back and we'll be done in forty five minutes. Yeah. So all right.
Let's Norway get, attacks. Let's, what happened? Let's get you don't you didn't who, hear about who Norway? Did Norway attack? Norway didn't attack anybody. Oh, July twenty second. So you were camping at this point, right? No, that was Friday. Was that Friday? Oh, yeah. so you know what's going on, right? No, I don't know what's going on because we did uh we did our film night Friday night. Oh wow, film school. Yeah, we finished our oh, okay. second well, film and good thing I so I was all sorts of busy. Lots of special. We had green screen in this one. I heard. I Very heard. cool. All right, let me so read. So what this. happened in Norway? Terrorist attack. The 2011 Norway attacks were two sequential attacks against... This is off Wikipedia, by the way. So it must be true. Well, this would be. Against the civilian population, the government, and a political summer camp in Norway on July 22, 2011. The first was a car bomb explosion um, The in the executive government quarter of Oslo. It says what it is, but it's it's like a losing hand at Scrabble. There's no way I'm going to be oh, able to see. Oh, that. I want to try. Where where is it? It's that blue one right there. That's that's just not possible unless you live there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Come on, that was pretty close. Say it into a microphone. Regeringskvartlet. Even got a little accent on there. Yeah, like that. Uh, that's the executive. You're watching Norwegian porn. Government quarter of Oslo. At fifteen twenty five nineteen, um, CEST for the time. Uh, outside the office of the Prime Minister, Minister uh, and other government buildings, the explosion killed eight people and wounded several others. More than ten people critically Who claimed injured. responsibility. Hold on, we're getting there. Okay. The second attack occurred less than two hours later at, at a youth camp organized by the youth organization of the Norwegian Labour Party on the island of. Utoya, which apparently translates as utopia, hmm. in it's optimistic bu- Buskerud, we'll say. Uh, <laughs> you, you notice how I say when I say "we'll say" Buskerud? it means don't yell at me if I say this wrong. A gunman disguised as a policeman opened fire at the participants, killing sixty-eight attendees, including personal friends of Prime Minister Jens Stoltenberg. Jens. Probably be Jens. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and the stepbrother of Norway's crown princess. Uh, Stepbrothers. The Norwegian police service <laughs> service arrested Anders Bering Breivik, a 32-year-old Norwegian right-wing extremist, for the mass shootings in Utøya. Were they connected, these attacks? Yeah, he admitted to it. Who was the dude? Breivik? Like, what's this fucking point? Oh, we'll, we'll get to it. Seriously, like this is I. This is like a whole like segment and a half. Yeah, <laughs> um, I heard nothing about this. Okay, I really didn't. This no, is no, no, to me. Okay, and subsequently charged him with both attacks. The European Union, NATO, and several other countries around the world expressed their support for Norway. Of course, um, <laughs> as if some organization would go, ah, fuck, fuck you. them. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you. Let's see, Oslo bombing, casualties impact. Suspect. Look at him. He looks like the uh, WikiLeaks dude. Yeah, he does. All right. Political and religious views. Ready? Yeah. Brevik's militant far-right ideology is outlined in an online 1,518-page manifesto. 2083, a European Declaration of Independence, posted on the day of the attacks under the anglicized pseudonym Andrew Berwick. 
His ultra-nationalist manifesto lays out his xenophobic worldview, which contains an array of political concepts, including support for varying degrees of cultural conservatism, right-wing populism, anti-Islamization, and Serbian paramilitarism, hmm. while arguing for the violent annihilation of Islam, cultural Marxism, and multiculturalism to preserve a Christianized Europe. This is not a guy you want to cut in front of at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, in the manifesto, he uh, he identified the Benes decrees, which facilitated the expulsion of Germans from Czechoslovakia after the Second World War, as an example for committing that act on European Muslims. He demanded the gradual deportation of all Muslims from Europe for uh, from 2011 to 2083. Really? Yeah. This is his seventy. 70- Two-year plan? Yes. Ah, one for each virgin. I guess. (laughs) After being apprehended, Brevik was characterized by officials as being a right-wing extremist and Islamophobe. Yeah, no shit. Brevik is described by the newspaper Verdin's Gang as considering himself a conservative nationalist. According to the Australian, Brevik was highly critical of Muslim immigration into Christian societies, is pro-Israel and an admirer of the U.S., Tea Party movement. <laughs> Deputy Police Chief Roger Anderson initially told reporters that, quote, we have no more information than what has been found on his website, which is that it goes towards the right and it is, so to speak, Christian fundamentalist. Subsequently, others have disputed Anderson's characterization of Brevik as a Christian fundamentalist. According to the International Business Times in his manifesto, he did not see himself as religious. That's a quote. But he did identify as a cultural Christian and wrote about the differences between cultural and religious Christians, but stressed that both were Christians and shared the same identity and goals. He has many posts on the far right website, website, website document. (laughs) That's where I got the U from document, document document.no. I don't know what that is. Probably a good thing. According to the current FPU leader, Ove Venebo, Brevik, was active early in the 2000s, but has let the party left the party as his viewpoints became more extreme. In his online YouTube video, he expressed admiration of several historic crusaders such as Charles Martel, Richard Lionheart, El Cid, Vlad the Impaler, Jacques de Molay, Tsar Nicholas, and John Sobieski. I get you know what when you're sitting around thinking and writing down folks who you emulate, okay? Yeah. If the word impaler <laughs> is in the name yeah. of someone that you're going to sort yeah. of ally yourself with, I think you need to maybe reconsider a little bit what what you're doing a little bit. I mean, that's just me. I'm old fashioned. <laughs> A recently created social media website bearing Brevik's name and picture but of unknown authorship refers to him as an admirer of Winston Churchill and Max Manus. Was he the dude that tried to stop Homer from uh, bringing beer into Springfield? I don't know. And also of Dutch politician Geert Wilders, whose anti-Islam political party, the Party for Freedom, he describes as, quote, the only true party of conservatives. Okay, so he shot a lot of kids, he blew up a lot of shit, and he's a fucking crackpot. 
Putting the fundamental right into fundamentalist. <laughs> so let's start with uh, the spin. Ready? Okay. Fox News, unbelievably, is going to pretend that this killer in Norway, Breivik, is not a conservative. Watch Brian Kilmeade. Now, Breivik has admitted to the attacks, but claims he was on a crusade to stop radical Muslims among his men, much, uh, much of his rantings. So why is the mainstream media so quick to paint Breivik as a right-wing extremist? <laughs> why is the mainstream media quick to paint him that way? Well, let's ask police chief Roger Anderson from Norway, who says, quote, what we know is that he is a right-wing and Christian fundamentalist. <laughs> that might have been a clue. Furthermore, he says, uh, he himself says, Breivik says, that his manifesto was, quote, a conservative revolution. That might give you a clue as well that he might be on the right wing. Um, and then he has quotes like this, the European tree of liberty will be refreshed by the blood of our patriots and of the Marxist tyrants. The civil war will last several decades, but will succeed. Again, uh, the tree of liberty being refreshed, that is some of the right wing terminology that we have heard here now originally it was a jefferson quote and there was nothing wrong with it but the right wing has adopted it uh to uh justify bringing guns to rallies and and he has uh, bravik has uh, used it to justify actually shooting people all right now what fox news does next is they bring on a guy who i don't certainly i don't know what his religion is but he is obviously middle eastern they make it seem like, well, we brought on a Muslim expert here who's going to tell us <laughs> it's okay. Uh, watch. Whatever has written in his 1,000 pages, which have read mostly at least, has nothing to do with his behavior as a psychopath. He, he could have been a Marxist, Egyptian. extreme left-wing, right-wing psychopath killer or even fundamentalist. In this case, uh, what he has done is to say he represents the fundamentalist European thinking, meaning he wants the Europe that existed in the 19th century. He criticizes everybody. He criticizes the Nazis, the Marxists, the capitalists, the right wing, the left wing. He wants to build an ideology on his own. I love it. By the way, this is Dr. Walid Ferris. They bring him on to say, oh, no, 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 no. This guy's just a lunatic. Well, then when the Muslims act, well, that is an ideology, and we have to all hate the Muslims, and we all have to be prepared for the Islamic revolution. But when a Christian fundamentalist acts that way, well, he could have been anybody. He's a lunatic. He could have been a Christian. He could have been a Muslim. Except he wrote, uh, celebrate us, the martyrs of the conservative revolution, for we will soon dine in the kingdom of heaven. Again, sounds like Al-Qaeda, but a Christian fundamentalist. He could have been anything, but he isn't. He's a Christian fundamentalist. By the way, it would be okay if Fox News did the same thing when there were Muslim terrorists. If they came out and said, look, come on, the guy's a lunatic. For example, the guy who shot everybody at Fort Hood, right? I mean, who shoots their fellow soldiers? That's crazy, right? The guy's a lunatic. He could have been a Muslim. He could have been a Christian. Is that what you heard on Fox News? That's not what I heard on Fox News. They're like, Muslim terrorists, they're coming for us. But when it's a Christian terrorist, well, it could have been anybody. <laughs> Dr. Walid continues with Kill Me. You know, and Congressman Peter King immediately gets a call and they say, see what you're doing, essentially. Uh, see what you're doing by having these look at what, what forcing Muslims to go to the, uh, become extremists in the U.S. You're forcing this kind of behavior that happened in Norway. Are you surprised by that, that here in the U.S. What? We're, we're looking to deflect the attention. 
I think the European governments, and this is a warning for us here and in Canada and the West in general, if we don't engage in a debate, if we don't identify, if things are always gray, what happened is that the mainstream would be going away from the discussion and who takes over guys like this guy. So it's not good not to debate. It's good to debate so that the extremists won't have an agenda. Did you see what they did there? They turned it on its head. They say, well, if you don't debate it like Peter King is saying, by the way, yeah. Did, did he just basically say the dark side clouds everything? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, if you don't persecute Muslims, people are free to do this. Is I that what he said? Guess so. I don't Let's really know. Let's see what, what Jen Karras Peter King's say. hearings are I don't on investigating it. all Muslim Americans to see if they have terrorist ties. He says, well, I don't know. I mean, Islam is an ideology, so we've got to investigate all these Muslims, find out which ones are guilty and which ones are innocent. I'm just opening up a debate. This guy's saying, well, if you don't do that, you'll have these killers who are killing Muslims. How does that make any sense? No, if you antagonize everybody and say the Muslims are coming, the Muslims are coming, you're going to get somebody like this. We are wearing awesome T-shirts. <laughs> I don't... I don't understand, but he wasn't the only one. Yeah. This link was sent to me by about 15 different people. Bill O'Reilly, media labeling Norway killer Brevik Christian because they don't like Christians. Oh, okay. Bill O'Reilly sternly criticized the media for describing Brevik, the man who admitted to committing mass killings in Norway as a Christian, saying that such a thing was impossible. O'Reilly singled out the New York Times, which called Brevik a Christian extremist in his article. In, in an article, I'm sorry. Brevik also referred to himself as a Christian, as did the Norwegian police, and his 1,500-page manifesto has, described, has been described as coming from a Christian perspective. In the manifesto, he writes that he does not have a, quote, personal religious relationship with Christ, believes in Christianity as a cultural, social identity, and a moral platform, which he says makes me Christian. I would have, I would agree, right? Okay. To O'Reilly, though, that it is impossible that Brevik is a Christian. No one in no one believing in Jesus commits mass murder. I will repeat that: no one believing in Jesus commits mass murder. Hitler believed in Jesus. Yeah. So did I believe the people that that handled the Inquisition and Timothy McVeigh and a whole bunch of kings and. England during the Crusades no one ex- and some following no one times. No expects the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. So the, let's see the video. The man, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, better to just listen to it than to yeah, talk about it, huh? It's funny. Which one? Um, Looks like Julian Sands. He does, doesn't he? Tonight, mass murder in Norway. A vicious killer, Anders Breivik has murdered at least 76 people in the Scandinavian nation of Norway. Breivik is a brutal fanatic who apparently objects to the presence of Muslims in Europe. Last Friday, he bombed buildings in Oslo and then took an automatic weapon to an island a few miles away, gunning down 68 people. Norwegian authorities couldn't get to the island because they didn't have a helicopter, if you can believe it. Now, on Sunday, the New York Times headlined, Has Horrors Emerged? Norway charges Christian extremist. Totally fair. A number of other news organizations like right? the LA Times mm. and Reuters also played up the Christian angle. But Breivik is not a Christian. Ugh. That's impossible. No one believing in Jesus commits mass murder. The man might have called himself a Christian on the <laughs> net, idiot. but he is certainly not of that faith. 
Also, Breivik is not attached to any church and, in fact, has criticized the Protestant belief system in general. The Christian angle came from a Norwegian policeman, not from any fact-finding. Once again, we can find no evidence, none, that this killer practiced Christianity in any way. So why is the angle being played up? Two reasons. First, the liberal media wants to make an equivalency between the actions of Breivik and the Oklahoma City bomber Tim McVeigh and Al-Qaeda. The left wants you to believe what? that fundamentalist Christians are a threat. They Just are. Like crazy jihadists. <laughs> he shot people. In fact, in the New York Times today, an analysis piece says that some believe now on the screen, it's as Muslim extremism. The Muslim in the world. Yeah. Of course, that's absurd. What jihadists have killed tens of thousands of people is. all over the world. The Taliban, Iran, and elements in Pakistan use governmental power to support terrorism by Muslims. But the left-wing press wants to compare nuts like Breivik and McVeigh to state-sponsored terrorism and worldwide jihad. Again, dishonest and insane. The second reason the liberal media is pushing the Christian angle is they don't like Christians very much because we are too judgmental. Many Christians oppose abortion, gay marriage, and legalized narcotics. because you're a bunch of fucking left moronic causes. bigots. The media understands the opposition is often based on religion. So they want to diminish Christianity, and highlighting so-called Christian-based terror is a way to do that. The primary threat to this world comes from Islamic terrorism. Bullshit. Iran is a major problem. If the country gets nuclear weapons, and it's desperately trying to, does anyone doubt those weapons could be used? A Muslim in Pakistan exported nuclear technology to North Korea. And Muslim suicide well bombers blow innocent mm. people up almost every day. Yet once again, the he liberal media wants you <laughs> to fear Christian terrorists. Well, there's more of them. And going forward, when jihad is mentioned, you know... Breivik and McVeigh will enter the conversation. Sometimes I think the world's going mad. This Breivik guy is You're alone, helping. a mass murderer who apparently acted out of rank hatred. No government supported him. No self-proclaimed terror group like Al-Qaeda paid his bills. What does that matter? Breivik is just another loser who caused tremendous horror by murdering innocent people. There is no equivalency to jihad. No worldwide Breivik movement. Just another violent, pathetic legacy stemming back to Cain. So it has nothing to do with religion, but let me equate it to it in the end. He also said that there's other cells, two in the West and one in Europe, that follow what he believes. Um, That man is an idiot. He really is. I, I, got, I got nothing more than Guy's that to say. Guy's belief system is based on a, on a Christian fundamentalist, um, I guess, platform. Yeah. The fact that, you know, there's no state sponsoring there doesn't change the fact that it's based in Christian fundamentalism. Yeah, it doesn't Why matter, that, does it? Why does that make a difference? I, I, th- I think that's the only way he can possibly make sense out of it i don't know we're gonna we're gonna come back to this article here um after that says uh meet his psycho ex-wife and it's ron swanson yeah we'll come back to that 
Um, <clears throat> the Washington Post's religious section says terrorist responsible for Norway attacks is not a Christian. Again, I call shenanigans on that. You can't pick and choose, can you? Right. Every family has the crazy nuts that they don't want people to know Hasn't about. Hasn't the guy just come out and said, yeah, I mean, I don't go to church, but I'm a Christian. On the front of his manifesto is a cross. Yeah. Like the Crusaders wore. He thinks he's a crusader. It says, in the wake of the depraved, ruthless murder of at least 76 innocent men, women, and children, Brevik has been called a Christian fundamentalist, Christian terrorist, and Christian extremist. In fact, Susan Brooks Thistlewaite, a fellow unfaith contributor, actually goes so far as to imply that right-wing Christianity as a whole bears some responsibility for this lethal attack. Nothing could be further from the truth. I don't believe that. To label Brevik a Christian requires a depraved understanding of what it means to be a Christian. It doesn't matter, honestly, right. what your understanding of it is. Someone taught him that, and someone learned from someone else. Right. So that's what you are. It doesn't matter if <clears throat> you live in the deep south, you know, like Alabama woods, and you've been taught that black people are inferior your whole life, you're still a racist. Right. You just, what, you never joined the Klan, so it's not state-sponsored right. racism? <clears throat> I go on to say, to label Brevik a Christian requires a depraved understanding of what it means to be a Christian. At a minimum, a Christian must profess to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. No, I don't, that's not, I don't consider that the rule, do you? I mean, how are they a, defining A born-again, possibly, yeah. But, hey, I got a question for you. Uh, The IRA bombings in London and and throughout England, what was the reason behind those? Um, Hmm. Was it, could it it have been the church? Yeah, something to do with the church. A little bit about Christianity? A little bit about church. Protestants and Catholics? Yeah. Huh. Could it be Satan? No, <laughs> it couldn't. Uh, Revik himself defiantly rejected true, Christian- cr- true Christianity, claiming true Christianity. He, exactly. He did not necessarily have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and God. Instead, he claimed the Christian mantle is a culture, cultural society, so, cultural, social identity, and moral platform, which is really more of what it's become, isn't it? Um. And then it goes on and on about how it's not, you know, to actually believe that someone adhering to the tenets of the scripture would commit a vile act like this is ludicrous, even though in the Bible it says thou shalt not kill. And then a short while later says go to Canaan and kill all the Canaanites. Yeah. So don't kill unless I ask you to. <sighs> all right. Let's, let's get rid of that. Hmm. Fox juxtaposes a Norwegian terrorist attack, New York Islamic Center. Oh, really? This should be interesting. Friday night on the O'Reilly Factor, guest host and perennial douchebag Laura Ingram did a brief... I cannot stand her. I know, huh? Her voice is so like... She's like one of these fucking bitchy, mocky people, like like a preppy in an 80s movie. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't she? Like I, 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 I don't know. You know, like, really? You know what she's you doing laundry here, or like she's, she's like someone she's who, the house mom for the Alpha Betas. Every everything <laughs> she says sounds like she's making fun of someone's clothes. Yeah, 
I mean, really, yeah. or or where they grow or, or where they grew up. Yeah. Play All her right. video. All right, let's just do that. I hope it's not too late. In the back of the book segment tonight, two deadly Ooh, terror attacks in Norway awful. in what appears to be the work, once again, no, of Muslim extremists. In Oslo today, which is where the Nobel familiar. Prize is awarded, <laughs> at least one bomb exploded, ripping apart buildings, including the prime minister's office, and killing at least seven and injuring 15. Shortly afterwards, a gunman disguised as a police officer opened fire at a children's camp nearby. The authorities say that as many as 10 people were killed in the shooting. The man arrested in that incident has been linked to the bombing Hold in Oslo. Let me just let me just pause that and uh, try again. In the meantime, in nope. New York City, the Muslims who want to build the mosque at Ground Zero recently scored a huge legal victory. A Manhattan judge dismissed a lawsuit by former New York City firefighter Timothy Brown, who was trying to stop construction of the mosque. Bill O'Reilly spoke with the lawyer for the Muslim What does that have to do with anything? All right, counsel, you won the case. And All right, enough of that bullshit. I don't understand why, like, why would she have one story connect to the other? Well, because she's dumb. Well, it's also not necessarily her choice, let's be honest. Well, if She's it's Fox, that is problem. that is true. She uh, Well, if it's her show, she does pick the content. <clears throat> okay. How did she connect well, them? Was it like in other news? Meanwhile. Oh, meanwhile. It's yeah, that, it's that like, uh, the comic book logic. Well, that's the thing. I think what it does is it sort of makes the story about the Christian fundamentalists kind of like... Yeah, all right, that was going on. It's killed by us. It, it's it, yeah. It's like this ridiculous I thing was going on, and now you, something else ridiculous is going on. I guarantee you, if we did a poll of two thousand people, yeah, ten percent would think he was Muslim. Easily ten percent. Yeah, without even a given multiple choice. Yeah, because of the way these stories are linked together. Uh, all right, well, fuck that one. Um, let's let's close that. Glenn Beck decided to get in on shit. We haven't talked about him in a while, huh? Glenn Beck on Norway killings. Children like Hitler Youth. Brevik, just as bad as Osama bin Laden. How, um, I saw, um, I can't remember his name. Why can't I remember his name? <laughs> One of our listeners, Uwe, uh, yeah. um, was really pissed off about this story. Ah, uh, okay. Well, let's get to it then. I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to any of these yet because I wanted a fresh yeah. response. This looks nice. Glenn Beck finds himself in the midst of yet another controversy after comparing uh -huh. the camp where 68 Norwegian children were gunned down to the Hitler youth camps of Nazi Germany. The Guardian <laughs> has the soundbite from Beck's radio show. And then there was a shooting at a political camp, which sounds a little like, you know, the Hitler youth or whatever. I mean, who does a camp for kids that's all about politics? Disturbing. Pause but that media for a second. outlets were quick to point out Beck is actually <laughs> Hold on, I wasn't ready for a political that. camp for kids. Um, when I was in college, I was an intern for a program in Washington, D.C. It was a summer program. The uh, high school juniors and seniors came. It's called Presidential Classroom. And they learn all about politics and yeah. the media. And um, they got to meet their representatives in the Senate. Right, I remember you Congress. talking about that. Um, uh, I got to meet Sandra Day O'Connor. Oh, nice. I got to meet some people in news media. I met Bob Dole. Huh. Um, it was did really, you shake his other hand? I did, actually. <laughs> um, 
So I mean that right there. I mean it was. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. It was not to mention every high school camp. has basically has like a student government type. Yeah, of thing. exactly. So Glenn Beck, go fuck yourself. All right, let's get back to let's get back to this. Beck's nine twelve project has already held summer camps for kids in several cities, such <laughs> as this one in Tampa, Florida. Kids aged eight to twelve years old will have fun while learning the principles of liberty, free markets, and limited government. Oh my God! Back in two thousand ten, really? comedian yeah. and Daily Show contributor Louis Black said, <laughs> "Making comparisons to Nazi Germany is one of Beck's go-to tactics, and it works for anything. The National Endowment for the Arts advocating through art is known as propaganda." Hmm, we should look up the name Goebbels. <laughs> Teaching kids about climate change. Some may believe we're on the road to the Hitler Youth. Glenn Beck has Nazi Tourette's. But the former press secretary <laughs> to Norway's prime minister tells the Daily Telegraph this one went too far. Young political activists have gathered at Utoya for over 60 years to learn about and be part of democracy, the very opposite of what the Hitler Youth was about. Glenn Beck's comments are ignorant, incorrect, and extremely hurtful. <laughs> but Beck isn't apologizing. The Huffington Post reports Beck seemed to defend his comments on his radio show the next day and kept the comparisons coming. He did not mention the stir directly, but instead discussed a book about the early days of Nazi Germany that he's reading. He said he saw parallels between Hitler's statements to the Germans and President Obama's statements to the American public. Beck unveiled moron. his new internet channel, GBTV, last month. I'm Jim Flink for Newsy. Multiple sources, the real story. Wow. But you could, you know what, wow. though? You could say, you could make that comparison, you know, what Hitler said to the Germans to any yeah. government, any official talking to their people, because it's all about let's get folks pumped, basically. Yeah, you active. Know? And let's active. get them active, yeah. let's get them on my side, whatever. Let's organize I mean, the community. Exactly. Oh, wait, we can't, then we'll be called Nazis. Right. So, <sighs> anyway. so Peter King, that fucking douchebag, mm -hmm. He said he's he has his McCarthy type Muslim yeah. communist looking hearings to try and smoke him out or whatever. Yeah. Uh he's not gonna change his tactics based on anything because uh -huh. only Muslims apparently can be terrorists. Because the IRA hasn't operated for decades. Right. You know, or whatever. I don't even want to read this article. It's just pissing me off. Although it does say up top there that uh, Norway's terrorist bought high-capacity gun clips from the U.S. All right. USA, USA. Now that, the death That's toll that he had is what could have happened at, at Gifford's yeah. meeting. Yeah. Six, 67 to, 60 to 70 people dead. Yeah. I mean, nobody could stop this guy. Unfucking believable unbelievable and it's terrible what happened and it's so i got one more here right. i think this is the last one um and it just kind of goes over what we were looking at because i wanted to take this from a different angle than how we would normally just bitch about religion because <laughs> obviously religion drives you crazy if you uh are that far into it yeah uh right-wing pundits jumped to blame muslims and jihadists for norway attacks really <sighs> yeah Hell supreme. This was on July 23rd. Uh, when news began to unfold Friday about the terror attacks in Norway that has left more than 90 dead, uh, and those numbers fluctuated over the course of time, um, 
Many blogs and Twitter accounts immediately lit up with speculation about who was behind the massive bombings in Oslo and the subsequent attack on a youth camp 20 miles away. But some pundits, mostly right-wing neoconservatives, proclaimed that this bore all the hallmarks of Islamic terrorism. Because I can remember a time when Islamic terrorists actually went in and shot people. Yeah, I remember that. Wait, no, we don't. <laughs> uh, let's see, all the homework. Going, even going so far as to draw policy prescriptions. At the Washington Post, normally a well-respected news outlet, Jennifer Rubin quoted the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies, Thomas Jocelyn and AEI scholar Gary Schmidt to say that the attacks were a result of Islamic terrorism. She then concluded the jihadist attack on Oslo means the U.S. shouldn't cut military spending. This is a, this is a quote here from the, the article, I guess. This is a sobering reminder for those who think it's too expensive to wage a war against jihadists. Some irresponsible lawmakers on both sides of the aisle would have us believe that enormous defense cuts would not affect our national security. Obama would have us believe that al-Qaeda is almost kaput. Wow, actually used kaput, a Russian word. German. Kaput. Isn't it Russian? German. Why am I thinking? Pretty sure it's German. It is. It is. In Private Ryan, they were uh, saying the Statue of Liberty is kaput. <laughs> Let's see. Um, and then we can wrap up things in Afghanistan. You're right. I'm, I, I had the um, the McCarthyism stuff stuck in my head. Uh, you would know. You can speak the language. All of these are rationalizations for doing something very rash, namely curbing our ability to defend the United States and our allies in a very dangerous world. The Wall Street Journal, meanwhile, rushed up an editorial Friday blaming jihadists for the attack and exclaiming, Norway is targeted for being true to Western norms. Basically, there's a bunch of fucking morons out there, and really, oh, they just want to, you know, jump out, get their name out, you know, on the story, don't, blah blah blah. Don't believe anything until like a day or two after, until all the facts come out, and they arrested that guy pretty fucking fast. Yeah. All right, shall we cut it here? Um, I'm gonna try and find some way if people want to send some some help to the to the victims in Norway. I'll try and throw something up in the blog. Um, in the show notes, if I can, if I can find something that I think is reliable, and won't like hold on to the money for months at a time. Yeah. All right, so we'll be right back.
you're enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the girls on film radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talked about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you tired of podcasts that aren't Cinerama? Are you tired of hearing podcasters with voices like mine when they could have a cool accent instead? Are you tired of your current penis size? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and if you're anything like me, there's virtually no limit to the amount of Cinerama you'd like to listen to if you could, and positively no limit to the amount of penis you could be packing if you could either. Well, you're in luck, because not only has Cinerama returned bigger and better than ever, but so will your penis. In fact, men and women will see a 2-4 to four inch increase in their penis size just after five episodes guaranteed that's right folks cinerama is back it's leaner it's meaner it's more focused it's more coherent and it will give you more girth cinerama is guaranteed to make your life better and if you don't believe reverend scott then fuck you cinerama is available on itunes or cinerama.podomatic.com All right, you want to you want to do something funny? Funny's good. I gotta I gotta look up two things. Please hold. Your call's important to us. So I heard about this on the Young Turks. Is you this ever, Honey Badger? No. Have you ever heard? We did Honey Badger. I know. We did funny. Honey Badger like three weeks ago. I know. Way ahead, of everybody. Have you heard of Haboobs? No. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's when you look at her and go, "Hey, Haboobs <laughs> are big." <laughs> 
Um, let's see. I, I just got to. I should have brought my computer. So I could look at her boobs. <laughs> what do I want here? Um, sorry. Isn't this exciting? He's typing. Tappity tap tap, motherfucker. <laughs> so um, I've been watching a lot of Thirty Rock. Yeah. Oh God. Okay, I'm good. I'm All good. right. Okay, a haboob. Mm-hmm. Haboob is an, is a is a Middle Eastern word. Okay. Phoenix, Arizona. Of course, it's going to be Tacoma, Arizona. Right? Philadelphia, yeah. Atlanta, LA. Yeah. The massive dust storms that swept through central Arizona this month have stirred up not just clouds of sand, but a debate over what to call them. The blinding waves of brown particles, the most recent of which hit Phoenix on Monday, are caused by thunderstorms that emit gusts of wind roiling the desert landscape. Use of the term haboob, which is what such storms have long been called in the Middle East, have rubbed some ignorant Arizona residents the wrong way. Are you fucking kidding me? I am insulted that the local TV news crews are now calling this kind of storm a haboob. Don Yance, a resident of Gilbert, Arizona, wrote to the Arizona Republic. After Don Yance, you're a fucking <laughs> loser. After a particularly fierce mile-high dust storm swept what through the state. What would he like to call them? On Why July is he a He's a douche. How do, you, how do they think our soldiers feel coming back to Arizona and hearing some Middle Eastern term? Well, they call them haboobs when they're out there because that's what they're called. Oh, my fucking God. Diane Robinson of Wickenburg, Arizona, agreed, saying the state's dust storms are unique and ought to be labeled as such. Here's where the crazy hits the fan, or the rubber meets the road, whatever you want to call it. The rubber meets the fan. Excuse me, Mr. Weatherman, exclamation point. She said in a letter to the editor. So she got that wrong. Who gave you the right to use the word haboob in describing our recent dust storms? While you may think there are similarities, don't forget in these parts our dust is mixed. Swear to God, this is what it says. With the whoop of the Indian's dance, the progression of the cattle herd, and the warning of the rattlesnake as it lifts its head to strike. What? Dust storm, I'm just going to keep going. Dust storms are a regular summer phenomenon in Arizona. And the news media typically label them as nothing more than that. But the National Weather Service... In describing this month's particularly thick storm, use the term haboob, which is widely picked up by other which has been widely picked up by other news media. Meteorologists in the Southwest have used the term for decades, said Randy Servany, I think. A climatologist said, at Ar- said Randy Amagina Jad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a problem. I don't see it. It looks fine to me. It's a climatologist at Arizona we State like to University. Say <laughs> exactly. The media usually avoid it because they don't think anyone will understand it. Not everyone was put out by the term. David Wilson of Goodyear, Arizona said those who wanted to avoid Arabic terms should steer clear of algebra, zero, pajamas, and khaki as well. Let's not become too xenophobic that we forget to remember that we are citizens of the world. These are freedom dust storms. (laughs) They're freedom puffs. Nor fail to recognize the contributions of all cultures to the riches of our language. Oh, my fuck it. Really? Although Arizona? use of the term often brings smirks, Mr. Cervini said the walls of dust could have serious consequences, toppling power lines and causing huge traffic accidents. Um, 
although conditions in the desert are considered one cause for the intensity of the sheer storms, Mr. Servity pointed out, pointed to another possible factor, the housing bust that left developments half-finished and unmaintained, creating more desert dust to be stirred up. Now, to be fair, if they don't want to use the word haboob, here's some other words they can't use. Admiral, Adobe, Albatross, Alchemy and Chemistry. Here's one that'll hurt. Alcohol. Oh. Alcove, Alfalfa, Algorithm. Let's skip down. I'm trying to hit the good ones that people would use. Apricot, Arsenal, Artichoke, Assassin. Artichoke, Assassin. That's that's what I'm going to be for Halloween next. Uh, Let's see. Caliber, Candy, Carob, Cypher, Cork, Cotton, Crimson. How about Douchebag? No. I think that's that's all us. French. Um, Garble, Gauze, Gazelle, Ghoul, Giraffe, Guitar. So you can't have alcohol and guitar. They would have absolutely no country western music. <laughs> Harem. Jar. Food or drink container. Jar. So you can't have your alcohol in your jar. Your grain alcohol next out to of your a guitar jar, you do. And if you're in the South, you can't down. have a julep. Oh, no. What is going to happen? Lacquer, lemon. That is absolute. That, this fucking blows my mind. Really? That's these people are like spending their time Here, writing to the fucking writing letters to the editor about the use of this word. Really? Here's, here's Would a, you please fucking go teach someone to read or do something? Volunteer at a soup kitchen. Do find something to do. I understand a lot of you are retired and you're finding something to keep your minds active, but really? Go look for people parking in handicapped parking spaces. I would be more understanding if they said it's got the word boob in it. Yes. Yeah. We find that offensive because it, it brings to mind breastuses. Here's a couple other ones. Magazine. Mattress. Oh, lime. So you can't have 7-Up or Sprite. Can't have the lemon or the lime. Man. Mummy. Daddy. Uh, let's see. Orange. And oh. everything that rhymes with it. Racket, yeah, yeah. Uh, saffron, sash, scarlet, sequin, serendipity. Saffron, come on. That means uh, that nobody could have named their blonde child in the 70s. There you go. Soda and sodium. Ooh. Sofa. So you that cannot. Was failed pop, so pop t- type of thing way back. It was sodium soda. <laughs> oh, you cannot not sit well. on your sofa with your guitar and have alcohol with lemon, lime, or orange in it, and you Seriously. definitely can't have a julep. Sugar. Uh, oh, and you can't eat candy. Oh, honey, honey. Syrup, sherbet or sorbet, uh, talisman, tangerine, tariff, tuna, zenith, so you can't watch your shitty TV. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And zero. Also, um, did they kind of? 
Oh, no, those are for notions. So Sorry. fuck you, dummies. Yeah. So there's a whole shitload of words you shouldn't that use. That is absolutely amazing to it's, me that people would spend this kind of time. That is back, like, remember when we had fucking Freedom Toast and Freedom Fries? Yeah. Fucking bullshit. That's all it is. It's all the French. Like, the French ever could do anything to really intimidate us. Do you know what I spent my extra time Do you know time French doesn't, doesn't, didn't French fries come from Belgium in, yeah. initially? Fuck do I. Go ahead. Sorry, what? Do you know what I, you know, you know, like people are just like, oh, why do you waste your time on, on why do people waste their time on, on certain things? Do you, know, do you know what I wasted time on? No. Because I was asked, why did you spend time doing this? Um, there was this kid who worked at the polar caves where we went, and uh, there was this particular cave that there was no fucking way I was going to make through. Just physically, I wasn't going to make it okay. through. And Julie was feeding the baby, and Olivia was getting all pissed off that she wasn't going to be able to go because we can't let them go through alone. And um, this kid who works there, you know, it just happened to be like there. And he's just like, um, I could take her through, you know, if that's if that's cool with you. And I had been talking to him like at an earlier. How old part was of the, the kid? Huh? The kid was like in his early 20s and stuff like okay. that. You know, plenty of people around. So I wasn't you told him you'd slit like his that. throat. Oh, of course. Yeah. So. Um, so. Um, but he was like really you know, cool about wanting to, you know, it's just like, it's kind of a cool experience and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, and it was great. And he explained a lot of stuff along the way to her. And, you know, we, we met them at the other end and all that kind of stuff. And the kid like went out of his way. I gave him a little, I gave him a tip. Nice. And, uh, but I went and like talked to his manager. I said, Hey, this kid, Adam was awesome. You Good. know, and, um, I wrote up a little review on Tripad, you know, trip advice. Ah, nice, like nice. That. So, um, that's what I wasted my time doing. That's not wasting your time. These Praising fucking somebody? assholes wasting time about haboob. You're a fucking yeah. Ha- asshole. Yeah. Um, we took. I took the girls to 99 the other day for yeah. lunch because we were out and it was lunchtime. And um, the waitress had the Red Sox won the night before. They did. And so you I didn't even know. Free. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Well, if my mother hadn't ordered just an appetizer, we would have got both meals uh. for free. But anyway, like they they love chocolate milk. Yeah. So they wanted more chocolate milk. But they had a plate full of broccoli and carrots. Nice. The waitress. She said, do you want? She came over. Do you want more chocolate milk for them? I said, they need to eat their vegetables. <laughs> and she said, oh. And she talked to them. She crouched down a little bit and talked to them. She said, you guys eat your vegetables. I'll come back and ask your dad if you can have more milk, and then I'll go get it for you. She came back four times. <laughs> How those vegetables doing? She got a ten dollar tip. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I make it a point when 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 I get good service someplace. Yeah, that I will find a manager and mm. I'll say something because. And do, do you know what's really kind of fun huh. is like when you go up to someone and ask for a manager. Oh, it, it, it that terrifies look of terror them. across their face yeah, because they're, the they're trying to think. Did, what the did I have anything to do with do? this guy? So, um, <laughs> exactly. But and, yeah. and I do that, especially with like wait staff or something like that, or yeah. someone in like a Target. Or there was this kid at Staples who like like the the, the print center at Staples, uh. right? Um, and I go out of my way because you know what? Everybody will bitch and moan when shit goes wrong, right? All right, and the right. people who do a great job and go out of their way, you never hear about it. Yeah. So, I mean, and I've been in situations where people have taken the time to say, hey, I like the way Frank did something, whatever. So I like to take the time and say, hey, you know what? This kid was cool and I appreciate it. Right. Well, I figured with the restaurant, you know, the the check was like a restaurant. The check was like thirty five dollars. Yeah. So if she gets a ten dollar tip, then she's going to know that I liked what she did. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So 
That's not that's not that bad. Yeah. So. I left a uh, a tip. I'm trying to become mayor of one of the places that fired me. Yeah. So I left a tip on Foursquare. You know how you can leave tips, yeah. right? Want to know what my tip was? What? If you want to see a movie in IMAX. Don't go to this theater. Drive down the street to Reading. <laughs> the screen is bigger and it's $5 cheaper. And it's an IMAX. Yeah. I will be mayor of that movie theater. As opposed to Fake Max. Because I'm the mayor of Christian Book Distributors. Because <laughs> that's right down the street. So. Which is kind of funny. Yep. Some some preacher keeps taking it away from me. Oh, really? Yeah. He has more weird. He has, He has. has more of a right. Well, no, actually, you know just war. Somebody, somebody I know that may or may not live in this house works there. So yeah. I, have, I have a right to be mayor of that building because she yeah. can't. Why can't she? Because oh, she doesn't have a oh, okay. thing to check in with. Ah, I see. <laughs> so I'm doing it for her. Uh, all right, let's see where we are here. Haboob. I know, huh? Fucking her idiots. GOP lawmaker advises poor to drop out of the country club. Um, sorry? Representative Paul Brown, B-R-O-U-N, Brown, is that what we're going to say his name Brown, is? B-R-O-U-N, let's go Brown. Representative Brown. Paul Brown from Georgia may have won the contest for the worst analogy of the entire debt ceiling debate. Okay. I'm not even going to tell you what it was. We're just going to play it. Uh, not for me to carry water for the speaker here, but there aren't any taxes in his bill. So what's wrong with his bill? Why won't you vote for it? He's, he's asking for your support as a matter of loyalty. His speakership could be on the line here. Well, I don't agree with that that, that uh, comment. I, I don't believe that speakership is on the line at all. Uh, I just disagree with with this particular bill, and I respect him. Uh, he's he's a very honorable man. He's working hard to, to foster what he believes in. And I I introduced a bill to lower the debt ceiling, not raise it. And and I just think raising the debt ceiling is not the way to go. We need to lower it. We need to pay off the debt. We need to deal with the debt, and we need to create a strong economy. And so we just disagree agree on the tactics here, but we both want to get to the same end result, and that's to create jobs out in the, uh, uh, throughout America, not Congressman, when you talk jobs. about lowering the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling is being raised. Okay, two, two things real quick. Um, we can't lower the debt ceiling, because isn't that like the same thing as not raising it? That's sort of, yeah, but that also doesn't it sort of increase the deficit or make, because it's already pretty fucking high. <laughs> Yeah. Is it you or me? I think that's you. And um, the it's always raised. The debt ceiling is always raised. He had, what else? What, he said something else there that I just totally forgot also, about. I had a, I had a jobs. Yeah. So if if there, thank you. I don't know how you knew that's what I was going for. If the Republicans want to create jobs, how come they haven't introduced any legislation at all since they took over the House to create jobs? Just, just putting that out there. We'll get back to this because it's coming and it's going to be brilliant. Is to pay for money that has been appropriated by this Congress and previous Congresses, but in particular by this Congress, you're paying for what has already been charged, not for future expenses. I'm sorry, this sounds so well, bad. Well, Andrea, the thing is, when when someone is overextended and broke, they don't continue uh, paying for expensive automobiles. They sell the expensive automobiles and buy a cheap one. They don't continue paying for country club dues. They drop out of the country club. What we need to do right. is we need to pay down the debt. We're going to end it right there. So, Frank, 
Mm-hmm. You got to drop out of your country club. You realize that is why you know you're having trouble with your bills. That's it's, it. it's that's your, why I'm poor. It's your country club. It's my dues. country club dues. You know what? I can't even get a job at a country club. Wow. Let al- yeah yeah. The poor need to quit the country club. Yeah. You know why? So he can get a better tea time. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. Georgia, vote this douchebag out. He's part of the Tea for, Party. Yeah, um, uh, wow. Yeah, he's all for small government, yet he can pay his fucking country club dues. Brilliant, huh? I, I mean... Don't understand. I can't even get mad about that. <laughs> like, I, just, I just... He's so it's out of just, touch. It's It's just unbelievable, isn't it? I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, Herman Cain's back. His face and says, I am such a douche. <laughs> Herman Cain's back, and he says, fuck the Constitution. We can ban mosques. Okay. Is there audio on this? Oh, I don't want to read this whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain, because <laughs> that's how you have to say his name, like here he is again. Yeah. Oh, this guy. Sunday, uh, said Sunday, the communities have a right to ban Islamic mosques as opposed to Jewish mosques, I but, guess. But, but you know what? You know what? To a certain extent, I agree with that. You know what? But, but he, nope, here's the thing. I was going to agree have the right, in a way. They have a right to be part of the discussion. Uh-huh. And put it to a vote. If most of the people in exactly. the community are cool with the mosque, then you got to fucking live with it. Exactly. Well, it's like it's like zoning. If you want to exactly. put it someplace that it's not zoned for, then, that's not discrimination. Exactly. You want to get say, it, you have a voice. Yeah. You have a voice. There's a process. And you have every right to, to involve yourself in that process. Right. And, and, and use your voice. Right. But that's Fine. not, but that's but not what he's talking about. But if you don't agree with the about. end result... Tough. You lost. Shut the fuck up. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, the former Godfather's Pizza CEO said protests and legal challenges to a planned mosque in Tennessee City. In yeah, in Tennessee City. That's interesting. Are an example of local residents pushing back. Kane said his view doesn't amount to religious discrimination because and here's where he loses the argument. Like uh, mm-hmm. you you two agreed up until this point, I think. Because he says Muslims are trying to inject Sharia law into the U.S. Sharia is a set of core principles that most Muslims recognize as a series of rulings from religious scholars. It covers many areas of life and different sects have different versions of interpretations of the code. Now, what about biblical law? Can we get people to start uh, an uprising against biblical law? No, that's that's not American and that's constitution. Well, I don't live in the in the <laughs> in the quote unquote real America anyway. I'm a I'm an East Coast liberal elite. Yeah, how's that going? Pretty good. I got a job in Cambridge since I became a liberal that's elite. That's right. It's a great <laughs> it's a great country. Cambridge. I don't think you're elite enough. Who me? Yeah, you need to be a little more elite. A couple of bumper stickers is all it takes. Really? <laughs> I always thought that my artsy-fartsiness and my New Yorker subscription made me... You you need the Atlantic. 
and the weekly. I did actually have um, an Atlantic <laughs> subscription for a long time, but I do. I, I do. Re- you used I, to leave those in the break room. Yeah, but you, I know. But now I I read I read the New Yorker on uh, on the iPad. Yeah, what's like that? Because you know, maybe um, maybe I don't know. Maybe you need the Times aware. online or something. Um, let's I can't see. Afford that? I can't afford that because the fucking country club. <laughs> the country club so dues, yeah. Asked if his view could lead any community to stand up in opposition to a proposed mosque, came replied, "They could say that." He pointed to opposition to the planned mosque in. Wow, what's that? Murfreesboro, Tennessee, is an example. That is not how they say it in Tennessee, by the way. Murfreesboro. <laughs> Let's go back to the fundamental issue that the people are basically saying that they are objecting to. What? And that's fine. They can object. Yeah. Then it goes to a vote. And. But he's saying that mosques shouldn't be allowed at all. Well, that's just stupid. Yeah. And it's not to ban mosques. He wants them. He thinks that people should be able to ban them and say, not in my neighborhood. But they no. have that right to say that. No, they, they, the right. they no, they have the right that in the, in the community. Like the community to me is like the whole city to me. Yeah. Really, you can't say you can't put X building here. You can say, well, you you can put it in the industrial park over here, but you can't put it in the residential area. That's fine, but to just ban them outright is against the constitution. That's, it's religious that's discrimination. That's, I think, what what it comes down to. Core principle is what he's saying. Yeah, no, nah, he's an idiot. Oh, he definitely is, and he's definitely like way down the bottom, losing. Opposite of winning. So, as we know, Dan Savage and Rick Santorum are best buddies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's they just fucking funny. hate each other. So on Funny or Die, Dan Savage has something, and I actually haven't watched it. It's only about two and a half minutes long. So we'll do that, and then we'll probably be time for another break. So. Let's see what we got here. I think it's going to tell me that it's exclusive, too. Yeah. Okay. So nobody knows, but here's the second attempt. It's columnist Dan Savage. Nice. See? Hey, Senator Rick Santorum. Dan Savage here. You're probably still mad at me about what happened in 2003. Santorum made a reference to gay sex and compared it to pedophilia and bestiality. After that, gay sex columnist Dan Savage started a campaign to rename the word Santorum, and now the first two hits you get are about the filthiest sexual neologism possible. And now you're out there running for president with what folks are calling a Google problem. I know you think that I came down pretty hard on you, Rick. There are vile people out there who do horrible things. It's unfortunate that uh, some people thought it'd be a big joke to, uh, to make fun of my name. But I think I displayed remarkable restraint. I only redefined your last name. I could have redefined your first name, too. I still could. But tell you what, I won't redefine Rick if you don't attack gay people during your campaign. Now, I've already come up with a new definition for Rick, just in case you don't behave yourself. I had a few Ricks come to my office so I could run the new definition by them. Here's how it went. I apologize in advance, Rick. All right, here we go. Rick, noun. When a man and a woman have both their genitals fully stimulated and that have that kind of milkiness that comes from day-old sweat and and they're in a position where she can't get her back out unless his inner sphincters uh, relax without crying. And if there's blood, then he needs to take the off with a piece of turkey jerky, which will still and smell like burning hair and eating dolphin meat off the back of a cat that keeps and scooping out just anus loads of 
while a couple next to them. <laughs> Rick, you don't need another Google problem. If you can get all the way through this campaign without man on dogging us, I will tear this definition up. If you can't bring yourself to do it for me, Rick, do it for all the other Ricks out there. Please, don't make Dan Savage mad. Because I know a thing or two about dribbling balls. It's what I did for a living. But I don't want dribbling balls to be a part of the definition of my name. <laughs> I own the website rick.com. Rick I don't want people showing up there after Googling. I know you are having a lot Ricky of trouble Lake. raising money for your campaign. But please don't ruin the name Rick. It affects all of us, even us Lady Ricks. I know my name isn't Rick, but the new definition is so disgusting that even just having the sound Rick in the first half of my last name is scary enough. Senator Santorum. Please, don't make Dan Savage mad. And don't make your campaign be about being anti-gay. So the ball's in your court, Richard John Santorum. Leave us gays alone, or I change the definition of Rick. And it's not like you can start going by Dick Santorum. <laughs> wow. Oh. Fucked up. Oh, boy. Sometimes I like him and sometimes I don't. He said some pretty dumb things before, but... I'll go back to that advertising thing. That looked... Oh, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to do this. Because no, yeah, sure. we're pretty much past all of the, the quote-unquote hard news. Yeah. Let's go to this. What so, is this? Uh, fake advertising or smart marketing. I is believe... it about photo retouching? I think so. Because what's the big fucking deal? Why does it surprise anybody? Um, I don't know. I haven't read it yet. All right. Uh, do you want to play this? It's a Julia Roberts makeup ad banned in UK. Okay. They ban a lot of stuff, so let's see what the what the problem is. Mud. Oh. Yeah, dirt. So I've muted the ad, but um, yeah. up top it shows a huge difference between Julia Roberts' real face and her... Yeah, it's kind of lighter, smoother, whatnot. What you would expect from... From the uncanny valley of well, the Polar Express. But that's the thing. It's just like, you know, I mean, it's an ad. It's yeah, but a, if she's selling makeup, photo. I think. A makeup ad featuring actress Julia Roberts is being banned in Britain. Why? Well, because British authorities say that the Lancome ad right there is misleading because it's overly airbrushed. It would make people believe that. You could look like that if you put on makeup. <laughs> I could look like that if I put on makeup. <laughs> the female member of parliament reportedly raised questions about airbrushing, saying it's contributing to young girls' problems with body image and confidence. And uh, a Maybelline ad featuring model Christy Turlington has also been banned. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. What do you think of that? I'm fine with that. Um, oh. I, I, I understand the whole... Uh, it's just strange because in the U.S. We, they can't really regulate how people... Uh, well, know, I mean, we can regulate at, at a point where, and it's a self-regulating thing, but where, where you're absolutely lying. Yeah. Um, and I guess the rules in Britain is that it's a misrepresentation. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm all for that. If you're in Maxim or Playboy or whatever, airbrush the fuck out of the picture. But if you're trying to sell makeup, it needs to be more of a realistic representation of what the product can do. I, I also uh, see, but I just think, you know what, it's... It's it's it, it, it's an ad. You know that there's a certain right. amount it's of selling a product. Yeah, exactly. There's so, yeah, there's a certain amount. Like there's a certain amount of Photoshop work that was done on exactly. her face. That certain amount is ninety seven percent. Well, you don't. I mean, <laughs> that was oh, no. Really. Between these two pictures of her normally, right? In, but here's the thing: like though, a that second carpet. picture is that second picture with her. 
having the makeup on. I think if if the one on the left is is the ad, which it is, and the one on the right is every day going to the store, right. then that's no makeup can do that. Okay, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're telling me that the 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 photo on the right is mm-hmm. her with the makeup, right? Okay, and the photo on the left right. is the representation the ad, yeah. of that makeup. Then I'll say, yeah, that's a problem. But right, I mean, of course. That's what I mean. If, she, if that's her without the makeup, but she is on the red carpet, it says. So she's got some makeup on. She's got some, but that's not to say that she has the the makeup in question on. Right. right? I mean, right. there's there's. I mean, in a photograph like that, there's there's the makeup. There's right. the lights. Oh, there's yeah. the there's the background. There's all oh, the yeah. shit oh, that yeah. gets done. That in an ad, any common sense person is going to know that. Yeah, you know, it's but an, ads it's aren't an ad. made for for the a, common sense is, person. No, but I'm sorry, but any ad that you see for any product, okay, all right. If you start, you know, if if you start thinking that beer is going to make make scantily clad bikini models appear in your living room because you buy this particular beer, then you're a fucking moron. If you honestly think that your craggly old face is going to look Julia Roberts awesome because you use a certain makeup, then you're a fucking moron. But with the makeup, it's preying on people's fears. I think that <laughs> then you is. know what? Then and that's that's of course it not, is. not good business practice. And yeah, the beer thing. That preys on the lowest common denominator. Is stupid if you think all chicks are going to show all up. All commercials, all commercials, prey on the lowest common denominator. Yeah. And I think that people have a responsibility to take whatever they get from an ad and inject a little bit of their own common sense into it. Yeah. And if they yeah. really think, if they honestly think that, hey, you know what, this fucking thing is going to make my life this much better, <laughs> it's not. But maybe maybe ads have gotten to the point now where it is time to reel it back in a little bit. You know what? All right. You know what? Though this goes right. So I use Memorex. You know, cassette tape. All right. Is that going to blow my fucking living room to the other? Well, side did of you the see room? the setup that dude had? All right, but I mean, come on. You got to I mean, it's an ad. Yeah, it's an but, ad. But it's an ad. It's to sell a product. It's to demonstrate how a product works. Exactly. It's the Memorex to sell ad. The Memorex ad shows. It's a, how they can sound in the best possible circumstances. There's and that's no how, way she can look like that in the best possible circumstances. But you know what it is? It's because she didn't even look like that in Pretty Woman 25 years ago. I no think that one with, but looks with an like ad, that. But with an ad, you expect that there's a certain amount of, quite frankly, straight out lying. Well, maybe it's time to end it. Maybe it's time to go back to that Dudley Moore movie where they did the advertising stuff where it's like soap, it gets you clean. Yeah, but you know? here's the thing. It's like, it, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, it's an ad. And I think that people need to have a little bit of responsibility. In, uh, and well, the, the ad creators of, do too. If, if the ad, if the ad is saying, you know what, your skin will look different with it on. <laughs> then Good. It, then it, then it does. That's fine, and that's yeah. basically what it's showing. I no. like the ads where it says, you know, where you can tell they're at least trying to be realistic with it, where it's like, oh, it's smudge proof or smudge resistant lipstick, or it'll make but, your but, lashes appear thicker or whatever. You know, that at least is something. But to show, you know, a whole nother per- on, like, different like, like person. Weight loss, weight, weight loss commercials, 
You know, it's just, you know, you see the little fine print, you know, results not typical. Right. Because you might get one person out of a million who's going to lose 35, yeah. you know, 100 pounds. That's true. All That's right. True. I mean, if they, so, so, so the solution here is, you know, in, in fine print, is, it says you will not look like Julia Roberts. The thing is, this makeup. the makeup will not do that for you. There's no way. The makeup will not make your skin look like that. And I think that like someone that. with common sense That's not the point. It's that's the same why, people who get pissed why, off about the word haboob. No, that's why there's a warning on a hairdryer that says, do not use in tub. Do not use underwater. It should say, dear fucking moron. It should. But if only people were smarter, we wouldn't have this You know show. what, though? But that's that's the fucking problem. That's the problem. Everybody, it, no, but that's the thing. It's like, let's cater to the to the lowest common denominator. And that's like that everywhere. Yeah, well, that's because you have to, unfortunately. Well, I'm sick of stupid people. Speak, wow, nice segue, huh? There you I, go. We didn't even rehearse that. A high school dropouts, midlife hardships. Well, it's because he's wearing a fucking shirt with no sleeves, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a total dick, all right? He looks like an idiot. My... He could my wife my wife's brother my yeah. technically my brother-in-law but he's adopted so I don't consider it's him still he's also technically works he's also a fucking asshole um he dropped out of high school mm-hmm. guess guess what he does I don't know he does makeup ads no actually this is something like if you had thought for a second you probably could have come up with he sells, like, he sells like hot dogs and sausages at the beach. So he probably makes more money than I do. Well, I don't know. But I'm an artist. But the thing, <laughs> so you're supposed to be poor, so exactly. shut up. But he dropped out of school. Okay. So, you know, you're not going to make $150,000 a year no. dropping out of high school. This is NPR, so you know this is written um, well a little lighter <laughs> than... Than other stuff that we normally go to. What do you mean NPR isn't necessarily light? No, but they're they're not scathing. They won't. They well, won't. no, because I think I mean I think that NPR is pretty fair and balanced. Well, they won't actually. chip away at this guy. Basically, well, they should look at him. He looks like a douche. What's that? Are those books behind him? Probably not. <laughs> it's his porn collection. Far. Is it really? It's on VHS. Who the fuck buys no, porn? No, Jesus. no, no. Well, people that. Don't that dropped out of school that can't afford the internet? <laughs> Plural. There was an explosion at a mine in the Ukraine's Lugansk, I think, region. Sixteen workers were killed. That just came in on the phone. Why does it focus on the negative? How many survived? <laughs> Why don't they ever talk about that? Sorry. I don't know. So what's this douchebag? This I got to tell you, he looks like the photo of someone you'd see in an article on the Onion. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> guy thrilled that you know he. I don't understand to... banking regulation, exactly. but I'm glad it's not there. Today, the man, people man happy with himself because he crossed all his T's and dotted his eyes, <laughs> all but one. <laughs> Today, the people who seem to be hurting the most in our sputtering economy are dropouts in their thirties, forties, and fifties. Why does that? Why is that news? I was going to leave the no shits to you. Yeah, despite their work experience, some can't even apply for a new job without proof that they completed high school. One man has thought a lot about his education and the decisions he made as a teenager. Kenny Buchanan, forty-four, has lived in the Coal Rich Mountains of 
Pennsylvania? Yes. <laughs> How did you know that? You said Coleridge. Oh, okay. Um, all his life. He's happy to have work after being jobless for more than a year. Buchanan recently found work at an aluminum manufacturing plant. For anybody in England, that's aluminium. aluminium. I'm a processor, he says. We make aluminum for <laughs> propane tanks, runways, aluminum. All I think of is Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to sell anything. I don't want to process anything. <laughs> I don't want to buy anything. I don't want to buy anything processed, processed or sold. I don't want to sell anything that's right. bought or sold or processed. Uh, uh, aluminum runways for the U.S. Air Force. It's not a permanent job yet. Buchanan is still on probation. It's the eighth job he's had in the last five years. With a wife and two kids, it's been rough, he said, because of a decision he made 26 years ago. Which was to fuck that girl <clears throat> in high school. In ninth grade, I dropped out of school. I was 18. I flunked twice. Why was he 18 in the ninth grade? He flunked twice. Jesus Christ. Because everybody goes to 10th no, grade sorry. twice. Because, Mom, how many lies have you told me? <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're 18 in the ninth grade, most people are 14 in the ninth grade. Yeah. Okay. So he missed the short bus four times. Well, he stayed back twice and then flunked tw freshman year twice. But you already know all the answers. I had no interest. And I told my mom, because I was living at home at the time, I said, I'm done. I'm not going back to school, he says. So 50% uh, of this is on his mother. Yeah. That's her job. Buchanan says he didn't consider how this would limit his job prospects down the road. Right after he dropped out, he got a full-time job at Burger King. Back then, I could get a job anywhere. He said, I could work at Burger King, quit that job, and have a job the next day without an education. Come on, man. It was the mid-80s. It was crazy. Everybody was doing cocaine, even HR people at Burger King. But if he had an education, he would realize that the good times don't last and recessions are just around the corner. That's true. And just like in the movie Larry Crown, without a college degree, he wasn't going to get promoted. This story is way too much, way longer than it should be. Well, there's a lot of spaces in here. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Buchanan says he's always been a hard worker with good references, but he's never had a steady job. By the way, that is one sentence and that is one paragraph. Who the fuck wrote this? I don't know. Here's another paragraph. I worked in foundries. I drove forklifts, operated overhead cranes, he says. Well, it's also like, it's also, what's the word I'm looking for? Transcript. E it's e also, well, it's transcript. Easy to read for high school dropouts. Well, no, it's also a transcript from a radio report. Okay, okay. And in the last few years, finding work that can support a family has gotten even harder. Employees in Schuylkill County? I don't know. How, has started asking the job applicants to have a high school diploma. Those good-paying jobs I could have had, but because I didn't have a high school diploma, they wouldn't even consider me, he said. So you get one on the internet there. Buchanan is one of 40 million Americans never graduated from high school. Most of these people, about 60%, are between 40 and 70 years old, according to the American Council on Education. About 9 in 10 have never earned more than $40,000. Buchanan falls into that majority. It's depressing, he says, to run into old high school buddies, the guys he could have graduated with, and someone would ask him about his salary. Who the fuck does that? Yeah. You say, none of your goddamn business. You're, I'm doing you're, you're, you're fine. You're one of my closest friends. I have no idea what you make. I don't no. give a fuck. Why would we bring that into it and exactly. just make shit awkward? You know, what if I was making like six fifty an hour? 
But I'm like, it's the best job ever. Hey, you wake up Because I'm trying every to keep day. my morale you up. Wake you wake know? up every day. You go and you do something you enjoy. Well, most times. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, $7 an hour, he says. It hurts. It's embarrassing. So don't fucking say it. Yeah. Two years ago, Buchanan, uh, Buchanan did something about it. He sought help at CareerLink, a state-run job training and education center for unemployed adults. Good. As Good. opposed for a job training center for unemployed children. Yes. That's They're a all whole unemployed. Other thing. It sucks. Like, <laughs> Cole, pick up a fucking check once in no a while. No kidding, huh? After an orientation class, Buchanan realized he needed to earn the closest thing to a high school diploma, a GED. But like most adults who never finished high school, Buchanan realized his math and reading skills weren't up to par. I think it's funny that GED also spells Jed, which is probably the name of a lot of people who don't have a high school diploma. <laughs> when you get that Jed. <laughs> so I've been looking for Jed. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. When you get that GED book and you see that math is that's required, <laughs> algebra, trigonometry, I think that scares a lot of people, especially if they haven't been in school for 30 years. Career link director Sharon Engel. Algebra. Oh, what a terrible name for her to have. Sharon Angle says. <laughs> she says, get the fuck out of my state, <laughs> a boob. <laughs> she says a lot of the older dropouts just give up. They'll say, I'm just going to get a job here and there, pick up what I can, and hope that I make it to 62 until I can get on Social Security, she says. Employers who come to the center looking for workers get frustrated too, she says. To be honest, employers want someone they can depend on. Someone who will show up and give them a good day's work. But if they don't have a high school diploma or GED, they don't get an interview or a job, Angle says. Most of the businesses she deals with have adopted that new corporate policy. Because now they can be picky about who they hire. Oh, yeah. On the other hand, businesses are sending an important message to kids. Stay in school, get your diploma, be a smart person, basically, and then get a job. It's a good message, Buchanan says, but it couldn't have come at a worse time. Around here, there ain't a lot of jobs. That might be the yeah. problem right there. Wow. Um, everything that gets built around here is strip malls, $7 an hour jobs. How can you live on $7 an hour? Maybe he should get in the construction part of it. Exactly. And build the strip malls. Make seven fifty, Or maybe hour. he could go and be a motivational speaker to high schools. Yeah. And charge like $100 for giving a one-hour talk about how get dropping out of school was a bad idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. That is a good idea. Hmm. Too bad I didn't drop out of school. Shit. Buchanan I knew says. I should have dropped out of school and then talked about how bad it was, bad an idea it was to drop out of You know of what school. I'll do? I'll get hooked on meth. And then I'll talk about it. See, that's something you can sink your teeth into. Especially, no, you can't. Especially when you can grip them with pliers exactly. and push them into it on the, on the table. Oh, Matthew. Buchanan says that's why the county's recent high school graduates are leaving the area, including his oldest son. He's thinking about college. Buchanan's wife wants to move to Florida if possible, but Buchanan says he's staying put. That doesn't make sense. If he's hired permanently at the aluminum plant next month, his family will finally have health insurance. Okay, I understand. And enough to live on. Buchanan says he's praying the job lasts. Uh, I'm a religious man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God has a plan for and me. And when all else fails, God is always there for you. I mean, he's been good to me. Yeah, he's he's no, been no, good. He's done. How's no, he's not? How's work been? Yeah. Yeah, how's your education doing? God he is, is a no. terrible guidance counselor. What is he? He's good to you because you're not dead? 
If he didn't have his faith to support him, Buchanan says, it would have been a lot easier to See, give now, right in there, and stay poor yeah, and miserable. But, but here's the thing. Right there, I think, is I right there is the value of religion. Right there. Because this guy is like through much fault of his own and his dumbass mom who let him quit school, all right? Life's kicking him in the balls. And if belief that, you know what, God's there helping me out, blah, 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 is helping him, you know, avoid putting his head in an oven, okay, or blowing his head off or whatever, okay, then there, right there, is the value in a belief in a higher power that, you know what, Things suck right now, but I got this 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 higher power looking down over me. All right, then you know what, buddy, rock the fuck on. Okay, it's not how I roll. That's how you roll. Good luck at the aluminium plant. That's all I have to say. On the other side of that, it's a ridiculous crutch that is ultimately going to disappoint him. When all else fails, God is always there for you. I yeah, but mean, all else has failed. I, hold on, Chief. Hold on, my turn now. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, he's been good to me. Yeah. Wow. You're making $7 an hour and you're ashamed to talk to your friends. Your family is going to move away from you. How has God been good to you? He no longer will have to wait for the shower. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a. It, you're right. It is a complete and total crutch. Yes. It's for people that cannot accept the hand they were dealt. You know what? I used to scowl because it's the only thing I could really do. When my wife and I, over the five years we did fertility stuff, when people said, "Oh well, if God wanted you to have kids, you you'll have them." Fuck you. You know what? Science forced those kids. <laughs> it happened. God had nothing exactly. to fucking do with it. Well, you know what? Then folks would say, well, you know, God made science. God made the chemistry work. Just shut Come up on, over Chris. there. Dropping out of school was one of the biggest mistakes I ever done, Buchanan says. Ooh, so much for the in, so much for the motivational <laughs> speaker thing. What I did, I did. Not if he talks like uh, Toe Mater. Not if I, what if I did, I done. <laughs> Mater, sorry. I done what I did. Toe Mater is the name of his company. Seriously, that could be that he could give out T-shirts. Dropping out of school was one don't, of the biggest. Okay, what, what I, I did, did, I did, but I can make things better. It's a country western song right there. He believe he ha- he believes he has made things better. He got his GED. Yeah, good Jack. for him. Did did God help you with that? No, he didn't. You did it all one on your letter own. Away. And he, he says, got his GED with the help of God. <laughs> Omg. WTF. STFU. (laughs) Oh. Uh, And he says his friends and family respect him for doing that. I respect him for doing that. That's good for him. I have no other opinion of him. Buchanan, no kidding. Buchanan says he knows he might be laid off, but the stigma of being a high school dropout has faded forever. I'll tell you, though. If this dude came in and and shows me if he was not wearing that shirt, and he shows me that he got his GED at 44, We'll come back to this in a second. Um, don't even hint at the article. Oh my God. Um, and he got his GED at 44 because he wanted to make his life better. Hey, that's great. As long as he doesn't appear to be a sociopath, I'd hire him. Yeah. Because he, he's he's a person that it, it will step up when he needs to. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think break. 
Oh, definitely a break, because I'm going to need to take a deep breath before we start this next shit. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you a strange story about a thing out of space. It may frighten you, it may amuse you, but this may happen to you. episode of Night of the Living Podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He no home right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. His computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I Palaver. think... Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? <laughs> If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living Podcast at NOTLP.com. Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Melora Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the the cutting edge of of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Melora Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. Famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word in the iTunes store.
All right, getting right back into it here. Ready? Yeah. On Gizmodo. Dumb fucking people. A mom tried Why to... Why is this on Gizmodo, though? That's a weird I don't place know. for this article. It is. It is It is weird. I thought that was like a tech blog. Well, guns are tech, right? Not really. Guns are... Well, it's it's labeled under WTF, so see? Okay. See the segue we had going yeah, I guess there? I right? yeah. A mom tried to light a cigarette with a gun, but accidentally shot her daughter instead. Okay, here's a couple things. A couple things, <laughs> all right? A couple yeah. things. All right. Um, I don't smoke, for one thing. Right. All right. Also, but if I did, and I chose to, I don't know, light a cigarette with a gun, uh-huh. I would, and maybe she did, because I haven't read the whole article, I would, at the very least, point up. Yeah, that's okay? that's what I'm thinking. So now I'm thinking, unfortunate little bitch upstairs got shot through the floor oh you know they were outside at the trailer park when this happened but you know that she was like pointing it like to the side yeah here we go guns cigarettes shootings it's your everyday gangster movie except sadly this is real life jesus rachel that's another cigarette related death (laughs) rachel avila a 30 year old mother tried to light her cigarette with a gun but instead, the fuck is she, William Tell? Had the bullet ricochet off the ground and hit her daughter. To be fair, because the gun, a Derringer style 22, was so small, Avila thought it was one of those novelty lighters when she found it. What do you mean, found it? Okay. What uh, the fuck? All right. I've... Hold on. Okay, to be fair, it doesn't change the fact that she's still a little loopy in the head. According to the news report. <clears throat> I'm sorry, this news report, <clears throat> stuff like this should allow news reporters to say, you are not going to fucking believe this. Yeah. Avila and her 12-year-old daughter were talking with friends in front of their mobile home. Okay, this woman's a dumbass because she had her kid when she was 18. When Avila, oh, my mom had me when she was 18. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wait, no, she was 19. She was married, though. Does that matter? I don't know. I think that matters. I'm sorry. The words mobile home threw me off. <laughs> Where did this take place? In front of their mobile home. No, like what state? I don't know. Florida? <laughs> it doesn't say. Oh, oh damn it. Man. It doesn't say. Deep in the heart of Texas. Hold on. Um, when Avila found what she thought was a novelty lighter, Avila picked it up. Okay, I'm sorry. Where, what, what do you mean found? And like, how the fuck do you not know what's in your house? And tried to light it by pulling the trigger. She's one of those people who sees a bottle of something and goes, oh, I wonder what this is. Glug, 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 kerosene. The first time Avila pulled the trigger, nothing happened. The second time she pulled the trigger, a twenty-two caliber bullet was fired. The bullet struck the ground and then ricocheted upward and entered her daughter's upper arm. Now that part's terrible. Luckily, the daughter is okay. But I think there's a few overarching lessons here. A few? None of which are cigarettes are bad for you because that should be unsaid. First, don't pick up a gun-looking gun in the middle of a trailer park. Yes. Second, if you have to pick it up, don't pull the freaking trigger without checking if it's a real gun. Third, if you have to pull the trigger, make sure no children, especially your own, are around. And fourth, always try to use your brain whenever a gun is involved. What, what, what are the comments? Are there comments? Oh, there have to be. Okay. Great, more fodder for the anti-gun lobby. Guns are bad; they hurt people. Blah 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 blah. Perfectly safe until you do something stupid. Not true. I blame tobacco. 
<laughs> Isn't it stupid to leave a loaded gun on the table with the safety off in the first place? But I get your point. Now that you mention it, guns are wonderful. <laughs> um, let's go down a little bit. It's all about guns. Nope, it's still the stupid people doing stupid things that are the problem. You can't stop them unless you institute the ultimate nanny state. And you know what, though? These are the same stupid <clears throat> motherfuckers, though, who look at a Julia Roberts ad and go, how come I don't look like Julia Roberts? It's because you got four teeth. I think that's really Jesus. what it is. Fucking people. So Angie has uh, posted some stuff on our on our Facebook page. Ex-wife Illinois, uh, Illinois congressman owes $117,000 in child support. Of course because rich people always owe more money than poor people. Maybe if they didn't pay the fucking country club fees. I know. Seriously. Chicago, Illinois rep Joe Walsh, the Tea Party-backed Republican who I know we've talked about before, who squeaked into office last year by vowing to bring fiscal responsibility to Washington and who has been one of the President Barack Obama's most outspoken critics during the standoff over the debt ceiling is being sued for more than $100,000 in unpaid child support, a newspaper reported. The freshman congressman's ex-wife, Laura Walsh, filed the claim against him in December as part of the divorce case, saying he owed $117,437 to her and their three children, the Chicago Sun-Times reported in a story published Wednesday. She contends that Walsh loaned his own campaign $35,000 and took international vacations but said he couldn't afford child support payments because he was between jobs or out of work. Joe personally loaned his campaign $35,000, which, given that he failed to make any child support payments to Laura because he, quote, had no money, is surprising, Laura Walsh's attorneys wrote in the motion. Joe has paid himself back at least $14,200 for the loans he gave himself. Walsh, whose campaign was marked by allegations of financial mismanagement, said he thought he and his ex-wife were coming to an agreement on the money owed, according to a February court filing. His attorney, R. Stephen Polachek, denied that the congressman owed the $117,437,000 in back child support and interest and said that the amount was much less. I, uh, uh, sorry, much less. I dispute that he owes the child support that she's claiming or anywhere near that amount, Polachek said. Joe Walsh hasn't been a big-time wage earner politician until recently when he started taking bribes. He <laughs> has no more problems with child support than any other average guy. Well, no, average guys don't have... what? What is, what is it again? Country club fees. Yeah, exactly. So this goes on and on and on and on, and then it talks about how he got into office. Asshole. You know, I think that, um, well, first of all, let me let me open my mail, because, oh, really? Unfortunately, shit like that, like, gets me, because guys with child support think that they're sticking it to their ex-spouse. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, fuck her, I'm not going to pay her. And, you know, it's for your kid. Yeah, puzzle. that's the worst part. So my friend Brian sent me this uh, this quote here. It's letters that we should send to Congress. Kind of goes in with financial responsibility and shit. Yeah, right. Dear Congress, last year I mismanaged my funds, and this year my family and I cannot decide on a budget <laughs> until we have come to a unified decision that fits all our needs and interests. We will have to shut down our checkbook and will no longer be able to pay our taxes. 
I'm sure you will understand. Thank you very much for setting an example we can all follow. There's De- um, debt ceiling jokes. There's a um, <laughs> in the book. Um, uh, it's by John Irving, and the book is called. Give me a second. It will remind me. It is called. Um, oh my God! Why can't I remember the name of this book? That's a weird title for a book. Oh fuck! Why can't <laughs> I remember the name? The Water Method Man. Mm. This is a series of letters he writes to the people he owes money to. Yeah. And some of them are really, really funny. Like he sends, you know, dear electric company, enclosed, please find a check for, you know, $15. I right, know my bill right. is almost twice that. You know, this move, this this book takes place in the 70s. Okay. You know, uh, but this is what I can currently afford. Um, I have to tell you that your electricity is some of the best electricity I've ever had. Believe me, <laughs> I once lived in a place where the electricity was spotty at best. So keep up the great work. I'll do what I can. Interesting. So, yeah, it was really, really funny. In fact, it's actually kind of like reading stuff like that that sort of compelled me to write those letters to, you know, Bob Uh, Bill way back when. Okay, okay. Pretty funny. And when I finished my student loans, finally, um, I sent a really sarcastic, bitchy letter to um, the woman who um, was constantly (laughs) on the phone with me. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, like, like in a... Like in a like biz, typical business, you know, I even wrote as just like, hey, you know, I plan to go out and celebrate and some and I, I some weird way that involved, you know, weird sex stuff. And then I said, <laughs> I suggest you go out and do something, you know, for yourself and, you know, make some bad decisions. And um, and then when I after I signed it, I, I had the little initials at the bottom that make it seem like, you know, it's for me and then my secretary. Uh. And so it had my initials, F.A.H., and then my secretary, my fake secretary's initials, which are K E W. So uh, when you read it all together, it says "fuck you." Nice, so, nice. and then I had um, the woman I work with um, seal the envelope with very slutty lipstick kiss <laughs> on the back. It was awesome. I said I was going to go get like you know a special massage and maybe some sort of you know cock ring fitting or something nice like that. now i know how to end our, our our last mortgage payment in like seven or eight years yeah it'll be that that's good so she also wrote to us on monday on the on the on the thing here and i think we need to share this with everybody right. hey chris and frank i'm typing this from beyond the grave why because i broke <laughs> one of them squiggly light bulbs in my hand oh yeah i saw something about this <laughs> she goes on drop dead Right friggin' dead. No kidding. Hard to type as a ghost, I gotta tell you. Seriously, though, I did break a fluorescent in my hand a few weeks ago, changing lights in my snake's tank. I was concerned about the mercury, but it did not shatter into a million pieces. I took the broken bulb, wrapped it in a plastic bag, washed my hands really well, and replaced the bulb. Time taken? Five minutes. No one died. My cats are okay. We don't have cancer. No big deal. The only thing about the incandescent ban that I don't like is that I'm going to have to be forced to buy light bulbs from the pet store. That are made by reptile suppliers, which cost an arm and a nut. <laughs> Rather than just going to my local hardware store or drugstore in a pinch to throw down a few bucks and keep my scaled babies warm. However, I'm going to buy ceramic heaters instead. Those are more green anyway. From my understanding, they're not going to ban the bulbs. They just want them to be more energy efficient. That's what it is, right? I think Ian is the one that told us. I don't that. know, but I saw something on the news about people like like going, "Oh, these things will kill you," and they're terrible. And yeah, they well, we watched that last week. That's where it was. The montage. Yeah, it's just like you fuck. Like, do you not have anything better to yeah. bitch about? Haboob. No, they really don't. 
Well, really you, you know what'll happen? You know what I want to do now? I want to go out and market a brand of these light bulbs called Habu brand. <laughs> All right, one more one more submitted one here and uh then we're going to get into the crazy shit. <laughs> get off my screen. Safecount.net. Ah, McCain blasts Bizarro Tea Party debt limit demands. And I don't want to get a whole to get off his lawn. I don't want to get a whole lot into the debt ceiling thing because I think it definitely turns a lot of people off, and uh, we can't afford to lose people. Yeah. So um, let's just play this because it's John McCain, and we haven't heard from him in a while. So no ad, no ad, no ad. Oh, when my daughter. All right. So while they're talking right. about asthma, we'll, cute um, girl swimming. Well, they can't hear it because I muted it. So um, they can hear me. They can hear you talking, about the, talking about the cute girl swimming. surfing. Yeah. Ooh. United Health. Look at her, her boobs. The idea seems to be <laughs> that if the G- House GOP refuses to raise the debt ceiling, a default crisis or gradual government shutdown will ensue and the public will turn in mass against Barack Obama. Bullshit. The Republican House that failed to raise the debt ceiling would somehow escape all the blame. Then Democrats would have no choice but to pass a balanced budget amendment and reform entitlements, and the Tea Party hobbits could return to Middle Earth, having defeated Mordor. How dare you disparage hobbits? This is the kind of cracked political thinking that turns Sharon Angle and Christine O'Donnell into GOP Senate nominees. Wow! The reality wow. is that the debt limit. <laughs> I take it back. One way or another. He's a crazy the old man. The only issue now is how, with how much fiscal reform and what political fallout. See, what they don't tell you is that that whole room was empty and he did that at like <laughs> like, like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He's just and there. He, like, and then he looked at like, his age and went, what do you think? How was that? Was like, oh, yeah, and his yeah, age said, um, that was like four you know, years too below late. below that, you don't see that he's wearing pajama bottoms <laughs> and SpongeBob slippers. <laughs> But he's like, I finally watched Lord of the Rings so I can work this in Exactly. There. You know what, though? That's that's the John McCain that I have respect for, the one that can actually yeah. stand back and go, listen, you fucking dummies. Yeah. Hobbits. <laughs> Tea party hobbits. You know what? I could see a new bar game. It'd be like it'd be like it'd be like midget tossing. It's like <laughs> Tea Party Hobbit tossing. And instead of tossing them like Against the Velcro wall or something, you toss him out in the street. You toss him in a booth with that Jed guy. In a haboothe? In a haboob. <laughs> uh, that one's too smart. We'll get back to that. Here's one. Bank activity required for Wisconsin voter ID. What? In the state of Wisconsin, you may be denied the ability to vote for lack of sufficient recent bank activity. A woman surreptitiously. Thank you. It's getting late. That means secret. I've had too many of these drinks. Filmed the interactions of her as her eighteen-year-old son leaps through the hurdle, hurdle after hurdle. Wow! In an attempt to get a constant. Want me to get this one? I got. I got. If I force my way through it, I'll be okay. Okay. In an attempt to get a constitutionally guaranteed state ID so that he could vote at the DMV, the pair is told that voter IDs were not issued when voters' bank accounts did not show enough, quote, activity. What does that mean? Like, to, what, what is it supposed to prove? That they've lived in the state a certain amount of time? I think can't so. can't fucking do that. I think so. The clerk had no answer when asked what would happen in the case of a resident who was homeless or unemployed or too poor to maintain the minimum balance required for a checking account. 
this is the problem is that um heavily um heavy GOP controlled areas are changing voting laws or and and how hard uh, how difficult it is to get um yeah um let's see on the, the voter video. rolls this looks really yeah, I fucked up i don't know i don't know how it's going to play out i don't know how it's going to sound cuz i haven't listened to it but it's 9 almost 10 minutes well, so we'll do some of it thing, but... obtaining a voter id at the dmv madison, madison wisconsin july 18th 2011 what it starts with. We stand in the line this whole time. You want to skip? Yeah, I don't want to watch this kid stand in line. Oh, according to the DOT website, in order to obtain a voter ID, one must provide proof of name and date of birth, proof of identity, proof of Wisconsin residency, proof of U.S. citizenship, and a social security number. Fair enough. One of the following. Okay. Station number one. The clerk examines my son's bank statement and determines there isn't enough activity on his account. I questioned the clerk about this, then turned on my camera. That's why you always got to have that thing going. We need to show how much activity is he has. Um, but here's his passport. You I understand. My ID. Okay, no, I don't need yours. This I need to show. Does he does he use his checking? Is that checking account or just savings? He does have his checking, correct? Here's his checking. I know, account. but does he show activity? Does he use it? We um, need to show activity, not just a balance. Why? Well, yeah, here, here's this purchase on know. Amazon. Oh, just one? Okay. I mean, that is some he's, activity. He's not employed, so. Okay. All right, let's see what we got here. Your first name is? Max. Maxwell. After making sure there's a sufficient bag activity, the clerk decides he can send us on to the next station. You know what? Hold on. I, do you remember when you registered to vote? Yeah. I went and filled out a card. It was the voting and yeah, selective exactly. service card. You right. fill it out, you hand it to them, and they're like, okay, thanks. Yeah. What is this fucking bullshit? I don't know. To get a voter ID. I mean, you walk in and you say, I need a state ID. Do you know what's really funny? When I um, when I was like living in, in, in Europe mm. for that time, and then I like, came home for Christmas or something like that, Yeah. I um, my... Oh, during the time that I was gone, my license had expired. Oh, okay. Fine. So what I was, but which was right. fine because I wasn't really driving around. No, that makes all, sense. So yeah. whatever, um, it didn't matter. I figured, oh, when I get back, I'll just, right. you know, whatever. So, but he I had a passport. Honey Badger doesn't care. He didn't give a shit. Right. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, uh, but I had a passport for ID and stuff like that. Okay. So I went to yeah. write a check in a place, and I used a passport which is far tougher to get than a fucking license yeah and they gave me a hard time and they're like well you know next time you need to have a more solid like like form of ID. as far as it's i like, understand passport, there's nothing more solid than exactly. a passport a u.s passport i could have sold it for ten thousand dollars in germany wow okay yeah like motherfuckers and it's just these fucking pencil pushing <laughs> bureaucratic dumbasses yeah. So what happened at the next station? All right, let's see. It seems bank activity is now a requirement for voting. That's stupid. Well, that's illegal. Yeah. Okay, need to go down to the photo waiting area at the other end of the room, get a picture picture done first. All right. After the picture's done. Sir, what if what if he now, was sir, homeless and he didn't have a, a bank account? Nine. 
I, I haven't dealt with that yet. So, well, I'm, this is a legitimate question. I know it is, but you, I'm not one to answer that. They are over there because they're the full-time employees. Um, so they would have to answer that. That man has the smallest fingernails I've ever seen. Yeah, the clerk hasn't dealt with a homeless person with a fan of voter ID and apparently has no idea how he would handle such a situation. All so, right. Sounds, sounds like we need to set that situation job up. Job training. Oh. I'm bleeding. Oh, that's good. What'd yeah. you do? And I picked a scab. Oh, I don't blame the clerk for this. He's doing what he was trained to do. Turn away anyone who doesn't have sufficient proof of residency. <laughs> Station two. This is terrible. Yeah. My son's photograph is taken. All right. I got to give her credit for not filming the entire thing. Yeah. Station three. Yeah. He's looking at his passport right now. It's a nice solid shot. She must have put the phone down on the uh, counter or something. Okay. <laughs> you have to get all these questions here. Oh, okay. You've got to sign and date the bottom there. Okay. And then do you have your social security card? I don't. Um, do you have your proof of Wisconsin residency with yep. you? Yeah. Isn't the ID the proof of residency? I know. Same as a bank statement and finds it acceptable. All right. We're moving on. I find this reading of the bank statement to be an invasion of privacy. I, I, I would agree. I would agree with that, too. Yep. The clerk automatically jots down $28 on the app application. He then notices that the special box on the form has been checked, so he crosses off the amount due. It bothers me that the clerk never asked if this applicant was if this application was for a voter ID card or a regular ID card. How many people would forget to check the special box or won't notice it at all? It's a good point. It's a cheap way to make twenty eight dollars. They will either be charged twenty eight dollars a poll tax, which is illegal, or will go away without getting a voter ID. Oh yeah, if that's someone right. were to just say they needed a state ID card, mm-hmm. would they know it was free if it was for voting? Uh, I mean, unless they tell us it's for voting, recharge them. So, uh, well, why? Why is that? Because with the um, the new law. <laughs> The voter ID uh, bill. Um, it's kind of discouraging. It, it, there, it's supposed to be free. So why wouldn't you tell them that right? You know, right from the start, a voter ID card is free. Or I mean, why do you? They're, they're the same card. So unless you come in and specifically request it, we charge you for like you know if you're you know let's say you're 20 and you're going on a trip, you know you may not vote. So we're still going to charge you for that card. Well, would you ask them? Would you say is this for voting or for? If they check the box, so um, you know one of them where. It's, they shouldn't even really be doing any of it, but it's just one of them where, you know, they wanted to make this law, and now it's going to affect a lot of people. So if it's for voting, we do it for free. But if not, you know, we don't know that they're going to use it for voting. Why don't you have that as a I mean, I would like to ask your, your supervisor, why don't you ask people, is this for voting? Is this ID for voting, or is it for something they else? They put it on here, and that satisfies the state statutes. So, um, I would like to ask your supervisor that question. Thank you. Here's the supervisor. 
Question about the, um, well, where did the sheet go? The application for a voter ID card? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone comes in and they get an ID card, why is it that they're not just asked right off the bat, is this a voter ID card or a regular ID card? Because some people might be charged $28 when they don't need to be charged. They need to ask for it. It's something that is available, but they should ask for it. But, but why not um, ask them, is this a voter ID card or... A regular ID card. Because it's a legitimate question. I mean, have you the, been given instructions? The, the, yeah. the, the instruction is that if somebody comes in and says, I need an ID card to go and vote, that it's free. If it is a original issuance or a renewal. But if somebody comes in and they've lost their ID, it's not within its renewal period and they need a replacement, we have to charge for it. So a replacement, a duplicate? Right, but couldn't you ask them, is this a renewal or a replacement, or is this for voter ID? Our direction is to let them ask. And so who gave you that direction? Well, it's from the powers that be. Yeah, no, who would that be? That would be, well, you can, the the next step in my chain of command would be uh, Tracy Howard. Tracy Howard, okay. He's perfectly compliant. regional operations manager. Okay. And he's doing what he should do. One step up at a time. Okay, I'll give her a call. And also, um, why does it take two weeks for the ID card? Why isn't well, first it? issuance are sent out through the mail on every product. Uh, no, that's what happens here. Whether it's a whatever it is, it still has to meet the same requirements as any product issuance. All first products for persons over 18 come out through the mail, whether it's an ID, driver license, permit, whatever it is. Uh, goes out through the mail, and that is a method by which we can verify residency on this Well, what if someone's homeless? They, they still have to provide us with an address, even if it's the shelter. Well, how do they show you um, if they don't have a bank account? How do they? I was asked for a bank if statement. They are, homeless is a very unique situation. A homeless person is not going to have any of that stuff. But if they have a letter from the shelter where they're staying saying that they are residents in good standing at the shelter, we can accept that as an exception for proof. Okay, okay. Oh, our <laughs> camera's memory card is full. Oh, well, we did the whole thing. The supervisor tells me that a homeless person would need a letter from the shelter in order to prove residency. You know what? That's... that's. I think that's... Yeah. Okay. Has to be on a shelter letterhead. Okay. That's not so bad. They probably all have... Oh, she says, I wonder how many homeless shelters have official yeah. letterheads. Yeah. Uh, what about a homeless person who lives uh, on the street rather than in a shelter? Well, if they really want to vote, mm. you know, he told me that unless they could provide acceptable proof of Wisconsin residency, they wouldn't be able to obtain a voter ID. That I don't see that as as a yeah. problem, according to David Cannon, a University UW, of Wisconsin. Yeah, political. Uh, there are three hundred thousand eligible voters in the state who do not have a driver's license. A number disproportionately made up by elderly minorities and disabled and students. So how does the DMV plan to accommodate 300,000 people who need a voter ID? They don't. Yeah. It's not their job. Too long of a pause there. Right. I don't know if I would claim that's voter suppression. She says this is what voter suppression suppression looks like. It's 
the bank account. I think the bank account is thing is bullshit. Of privacy and kind of bullshit. Okay. Well, what was that that um, poll tax? I remember hearing that a long time ago in school that like that was maybe illegal, illegal, very easy. Right. What is that? You pay a tax in order to vote? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's stupid. Yeah. Can't believe we did that whole story. What's this douche? Man high on bath salts, tasered after attacking baby in Walmart. <laughs> I swear, sometimes they just throw words together that sound funny. <laughs> it's like how they came up with the band name Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, my God. Galveston, Texas. Peter Griffin. <laughs> 20-year-old Austin Jones was arrested Monday after a violent outburst directed at a baby. Tasers, bath salts, Walmart. These are a few of our favorite things. <laughs> the 11-month-old, sitting in a shopping cart pushed by her 24-year-old mother, was just minding her own damn baby business. <laughs> you know, sucking thumbs, making unintelligible mouth noises, and plotting an inconvenient time to crap in her diaper. This is much like the greeters at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, when Jones walked through the entrance behind them. Detective Michelle Solenberger of the Galveston Police said, as he approached, he was yelling and screaming at them about the baby. He grabbed the bed of her shopping cart the child was sitting in and started pulling and shaking the shopping cart. The mother kept it from completely flipping over on the child. The little girl had red marks on her legs from the shaking. I would beat the fuck out of that piece of shit. Yeah, I'll tell you, in the time it would take me to let go of the cart and grab him, he might move it from one side to the other. One set of wheels to the other. I would have my hand on that fucker's throat. Relentlessly His eyes beating bug him out like he was a Nazi on, uh, in Raiders of the Lost. Oh no! I would tenderize his face like it was a steak. Yeah. Like you remember, remember Fight Club? Yeah. Pretty much. And then I would, I would turn to my daughter and I would say, "Daddy loves you." That's what he gets for fucking with you. <laughs> now clean your fucking room. No, because then any time, any time, growing up, you know, I would say, I could say to him. Is that kid fucking with you? No. <laughs> no, no he's not. No, daddy. Don't kill another Don't one. kill another person. As it happened, two retired police officers were Shot nearby. After calling dispatch, they tried to detain him themselves, but he resisted and continued to do so as officers arrived. Police used a taser on the man and eventually had to give him a whack to the leg with a baton before they were able to cuff him. A trip to the hospital determined Jones was intoxicated on bath salts. I don't even understand how that's possible. If anybody listening knows how that's possible. Maybe the story continues. Um, after after he was cleared, he did not pass go and instantly went directly to jail. With his bail, bail is set at $13,000. The baby is currently being enthralled with shiny objects and drooling on everything. I don't understand how they come up with 13000 I don't know. I don't know. But what the fuck? Why would you attack a kid? McDonald's manager fired after punching customer. <laughs> Have it your way, bitch. That's Burger King. I know. That's why the person got punched. Two all beef patties and a fucking fist. Now we're looking at maybe 300 miles to the east. Come maybe. On. Maybe. No. What are you talking about? From Texas to Georgia, what are we looking uh, yeah. at? About seven, seven hundred and fifty, maybe. I don't know. Maybe a McDonald's manager has been fired after punching a customer. Ready for this? 
who came into the store with her two autistic children and a service dog. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. Can't make this shit up. Man, you just picked the wrong people to fuck with. (laughs) Jennifer Schwenker was in the store with her twins and the dog when she was approached by Tiffany Denise Allen... Of the Alpha Betas. <laughs> An off-duty manager, because they off-duty. roam McDonald's like cops, right? <laughs> you can't bring that dog in here. Who told her she could not have the dog in the restaurant? <laughs> you can't have the autistic kids in the restaurant. Uh, Schwenker explained to Alan that Barkley, of course, yeah, was a service dog and was allowed in public places by federal law. She even offered to show Alan her permit for the dog, but as surveillance footage shows, which we're not going to watch, I can't. I can't bring myself to watch. Oh this. come on! It's 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 going to be surveillance. There's going to be no sound. Alan wasn't interested in following Schwenker around. Oh, Alan wasn't interested and followed Schwenker around the store, berating her. When Schwenker begins to leave the store, she drops her drink on the floor and splashes Alan. You can't see if the drop was on purpose or not, but either way, Alan gets pissed. Uh, you know it was on purpose. I think I see her yelling, Tiffany angry, <laughs> Tiffany smash. <laughs> as her, I love, I love this. This, this is good. Um, as her coworkers try to hold her back, Alan breaks free and charges after Schwenker. Schwenker where the ca- uh, off camera in the parking lot, she punches Schwenker in the face. Oh, the, the punch is off camera? Yeah. We don't need to watch. Right. See? There's no point. This lack of self-control cost Alan her job, but earned her charges of simple battery, simple assault, and disorderly conduct. After firing Alan, the owners of McDonald's released the following statement. We don't know what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> she was thinking. I was just going to say, bitches be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> At our McDonald's restaurants, we respect and value our customers. Their safety and well-being is always a top priority. Punching people in the face is not now, part of our policy. Now eat a triple Big Mac. Oh, my God. Uh, They said in a statement to the Associated Press, we strive to comply with all applicable laws, including the Americans with Disabilities Act. Including the rule that said, don't punch people in the face. (laughs) I'm sure Tiffany's a good Christian, too. Uh, Including those with disabilities and special needs, whether or not they need the assistance of service animals. Fucking people. I can't can't read this site too often. This is a site called The Dream and Demon. And it's a lot of people that get arrested for hurting animals and babies. and Like the two men and a child found stabbed to death. Man arrested after mass overdose at house party. Inebriated jackass drags dog behind truck. Here's one that I know the rest of this too. Woman charged with cutting husband's penis off and tossing it in the garbage disposal. Wow. Here's one that I think we may just need to look at real quick. Wow, that guy's brave. He- you got to hand it to him. <laughs> oh. Man refuses to let vampires suck his blood. <laughs> gets stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Here's one that caught my attention. Because it looks like Cliff Clavin's <laughs> dumb brother. State worker arrested a capital balloon incident. Madison, Wisconsin. What the fuck is going on in Wisconsin? Wisconsin is the Florida of the North. Oh, my God. <laughs> Police say they have arrested a state worker 
I said that like you should know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who is accused of, thank God they got the right amount of letters in here, because otherwise it would be really funny, of popping a protester's balloon at the state capitol. What? It would have been so much better if he was accused of pooping <laughs> a balloon. <laughs> pooping a balloon. Ah. <laughs> uh, the State Department of Administration, which runs the Capitol and oversees the Capitol Police Department. <laughs> the policy clearly states no balloon popping. Didn't Ronald. you see up? The whole building will Seriously, fall. Seriously, you'll kill everyone. Issued a statement saying the, the worker was arrested on suspicion of endangering safety by use of a dangerous weapon on Thursday. District Attorney Ishmael Ozani. What do you call him? You can call him Ishmael. All right. <laughs> He's a Moby his, his friends call him Ishi. Ishi. But you can call him Ishmael. I will call him Ishi, and he will be my friend. And you know, you know he's sick of hearing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moby Dick. Said he has to review the case before making a charging decision. DOA has placed the worker on paid leave until the agency concludes uh, an internal investigation. Uh, personally, I think that that's a little retarded. Well, I want to know what's going on. Like, what's the deal here? Well, they Did he pop the balloon with, with, a, with a kid's it's face zero, or something? It sounds like they popped it with a fucking bazooka. <laughs> Protesters demonstrating against Governor Scott Walker's collective bargaining law bath salts. have been bringing balloons to a daily sing-along in the Capitol Rotunda. One of them claims the worker popped her balloon and threw her into a door following Monday's sing-along. Okay, so the balloon is just the catch to get you well, to read to distract the her. assault charge. It was to distract her. Hey, you popped my boom! Bang! It's Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's like when you blind hit somebody in hockey. God, it's like that's... out of nowhere. Uh, drops of blood were splattered on the Capitol floor where police said the altercation took place. Okay. The worker... Yeah, that's making more sense. Yeah. But... It started from a balloon. Anymore. No, because it's real, right? Yeah. That's just like, oh, he, he smacked the bitch. The worker told investigators he slipped and cut himself before the incident began. Building manager Ron Blair, an employee with the Division of Facilities, confirmed to WISC-TV on Monday that he was involved in the incident. Capitol Police confirmed Thursday that Blair was the employee arrested on a misdemeanor charge. Blair has no comment when reached by phone on Thursday. The woman involved said she was shaken up by the incident. Well, obviously. <gasps> Excuse me. I was getting ready for someone to take a picture of me, and I reached into my shopping bag and pulled out, or tried to pull out, a heart balloon that I had in there for the picture. And somebody came up behind me, and they stabbed the balloon a bunch of times. Whew. Little sociopathic behavior <laughs> there, huh? <laughs> Leslie Peterson said on Monday. Peterson claimed the state employee pushed her into a door, after she asked him why he went after her balloon, because I can't stab you, I think is what he was saying. <laughs> Capitol Police said that the balloons are not allowed in the building because of issues with the painting and murals on the ceiling. Police said they've been having issues with balloons being brought in regularly. Oh, my God. That's so... <laughs> you know what, though? This is going to be the best thing ever to happen to her, because she's going to get a lawyer, and she's going to sue everybody. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's... Let's take a break and come back and do this one last story and then get to Reverend Scott. All right.
It's getting closer. Much closer. Don't be afraid. Be very, very afraid. Choosing a family movie is tough. It seems like all Hollywood can do is make mindless drivel that rots kids' brains. Who wants to see a movie like what my dad watched when he was a kid? Those films are so boring and the special effects are horrible. The movies he grew up with are sometimes a big surprise. I at times feel uncomfortable watching movies I loved when I was younger with my own kids because I forgot how much cursing, sex, and violence they showed back then. All we want to do is watch a fun movie that we all like. That's why we created Family Movie Night, a podcast where we review movies from an adult perspective and from a kid's perspective. So you can find movies for your whole family to enjoy. We review new movies, old childhood favorites, cult and foreign films, and Godzilla. So check out Family Movie Night on the web at fmnpodcast.com or find us on iTunes. Bye! Oh, hi, everybody. It's me, Tommy Wiseau, from The Room. And me, Nicolas Cage, from Ghost Rider. And we're here to talk to you about something very important. Isn't that right, Nicholas? Oh, that's right. Bill and Chris have been telling you about OTC Live for a long time. But there's no better time than now to join into the show live. That's right, Nick. Every Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can see the show live. But I can't think of anything better to do on a Sunday night. Bill and Chris will talk about very exciting topics such as music, movies, and pretty much anything else that revolves around pop culture. Plus, they answer very important questions like, How is your sex life? And other important questions such as, How to get burned? So check in every Sunday night at 6 p.m. at www.tv.outsidethecinema.com.
Last story. Fox News confused, baffled by the moon. Wow. The ancient Aztecs believed that the moon was the severed head of the goddess. Uh, I can't pronounce that. Oh, let me try. I love it, doing this. It's that. The goddess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We just call her Dolores. According to legend, the deity led an attack against her pregnant mother. Bitch. Uh, only to be confronted by another word I can't pronounce. The, the, the Aztec gods are like ridiculous with well, the spelling. Confronted by... It was it was the baby who sprang fully armored from her womb, decapitating his half sister and threw her head into the night sky. Wow, that's a pretty badass legend. I like Man. that. Apparently, this legend Being a is Walmart a Walmart greeter. <laughs> Apparently, this legend is just about on par scientifically with Fox News's understanding of the moon. <laughs> yesterday, and by yesterday I mean, um, well, it's Friday now, so yesterday. Fox News anchor Scott, uh, John Scott invited Bill Nye, quote, the science guy, we all know Bill Nye, mm. to talk about newly discovered volcanoes on the moon cool. or volcanic activity. Volcanism is, is what they say. Uh, Scott, for some reason, for reasons that aren't entirely clear, uh, clear, asked if the existence of a volcano on the moon somehow cast doubt on climate change science. Bill Nye said... What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, let me uh, let me read that again. Scott, for reasons that aren't entirely clear, asked if the existence of a volcano on the moon somehow cast doubts on climate change science. Quote, it's not like we've been up there burning fossil fuels. Nye, clearly taken by surprise, patient and patiently and slowly explained to Scott that no, volcanoes have nothing to do with fossil fuels. <laughs> Can you imagine being Bill Nye? Oh, let's see it. Can we see it? Scott, yeah, let me finish with oh, this okay. part. Scott's lunar confusion comes on the heels of celebrated astrophysicist Bill O'Reilly's famous clearly query. How'd the moon get there? Who put it there? O'Reilly, you'll recall, had argued that the rising and falling of the tides proved the existence of God and was lashing out at the, quote, pinheads who rightly noted that the moon's gravity was actually responsible for tidal movement. And the moon, it turns out, most likely got there, that's in quotes, when a huge celestial body collided with the Earth about 50 million years after it first formed, ejecting loads of debris into space, which which basically turned into the moon. I mean, come on. The question now is why Fox News is having such monumental and comical trouble adhering to basic scientific facts about the moon. I'm afraid we may never know. As O'Reilly famously put it, you can't explain that. So, here's the audio. First, because one of the two questions that trouble all of us, John, are we alone and where did we come from? So when you find out more about the history of the moon, you learn more about where we all came from. And this is, uh, every rock tells a story, as we say. Does it go, you know, anywhere close to the climate change debate that's underway here on Earth? I mean, you know, if the moon had erupting volcanoes... Uh, a few years ago, uh, well, a few million years ago, whatever, however you no, want to put billion. it, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's not like we've been up there burning fossil fuels. Uh, no, volcanoes <laughs> are not connected to the burning of fossil fuels. They're no, connected but to mining. But the big thing for us on my side of this thing is the science is true. And so uh, nice. when you discover the people who got really involved in climate change got involved in it 
often by studying the Venus, the planet Venus. Uh, so the, the physics, sense. the science that happens on Venus is the same as the science that happens on the Earth. The science that happens on the moon, in this case the geology, the study of rocks that happens on the moon, is the same science that happens on the Earth. So when you say to yourself, well, I'm going to ignore all the evidence of climate change, you're saying, <laughs> I'm going to ignore the best ideas anybody's ever had. That's science. <laughs> this is quite troubling to those of us on our side of it. And, and why, so, aren't, uh, why aren't they erupting ahead. now? Well, the moon cooled off. That's a great question. That's a fabulous question. For a six-year-old. smaller than the Earth, and so it cools off faster. A small, a cupcake cools off faster than a big cake. A small rock cools off <laughs> faster than a big rock. It has less heat. And then can I just tell you, oh if you God. want to get into mathematics and algebra, no, things that are smaller have more area for how much they would weigh or how much mass they have than things that are big. It takes a lot more oomph to fill up a big balloon than a little balloon. And this is the stretching of the surface. So anyway, the moon is a lot smaller, and so it, uh, it cooled off faster. And this is all science. This is all true. And the great thing about science, what we're so charmed about science is, it's true for all of us. You can run the test. I can run the test, and we try to get the same results. And if we don't, then we find out why. Anyway, these guys are excited. There's a lunar reconnaissance orbiter took these fabulous pictures of this uh, Compton-Belkovich uh, region that has this radioactive material around it that no one really uh, had a good explanation for until recently, and then we have just theories. And no the great, one's really sure. The great thing, too, uh, is that exactly what happened. even with the shuttle fleet parked, we are still exploring space in some ways. Oh, Bill, no, look, Bill, about the shuttle We're, we're going to say, we're gonna have to say goodbye, Bill. Retire that. Okay. All right, Bill Nye, the science guy. the shuttle's good. Thank Carry you. on, you guys. All righty. A little hand-slit, a little mathematics, a little algebra. We should send Bill Knight out into Washington, D.C. Maybe a, a couple of number moving around might be able to help this debt limit. A little number crunching. Yeah. A little number crunching, right? Yeah, because really like, well, let's have scientists take care of economics because well, we don't have fucking economists. Well, I just think the, the look on Bill Nye's face, <laughs> at, like initially when he starts to answer his question, is was like, I, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to and and then the rest of his explanation was clear that he did a children's show for a very long time because it's like because he's used to talking to idiots he's really talking down to not the like, children are idiots. But OK, cupcakes, which are yummy, <laughs> are smaller, but may contain nuts. So talk to your parents before you eat them is smaller. Yeah, it's bigger than a cupcake. though. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, what would have been funnier. If Bill Nye tagged out and the other Bill Nye answered the question, <laughs> are you fucking, fucking kidding me? Kidding me? I'm going to let my it, doppel. And, actually, and he you did know it they, as they, Davy Jones. They look similar in a way. They're both kind of kind of gaunt, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Like the life is draining out of them. Um, oh, my God. I'm going to let my doppelganger answer this one for you. Are you fucking kidding me? Does this have anything to do with the fact that um my bathroom light doesn't work? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's do this last one here. Um, it's a picture of Ron Swanson. Uh, Patricia Clarkson joins Parks and Recreation as Tammy number one. Okay. Who's Patricia Clarkson? 
She, you've seen her. You know who she is. What's she look like? She's been on. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in Easy A. She's recently just in um, Friends with Benefits. You know her? Just Google her. I didn't see that. You know who she is. The minute you see, you'll know who she is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I no, like she's her. The she's right age. She's kind of funny. She's funny, but I expected. Well, okay, all right, because she always comes across as like really nice and sweet. Yeah. And it'll be funny because she'll yeah. be crazy. Although it should have been. She was pretty funny in Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits was actually not bad. She was funny in Easy A. I still think it should have been Tina Fey. That would have been kind of funny. No, she's too young. Hmm. I don't know. How old's Ron? Ron is probably. What, 45? Late 40s or okay. maybe 50. All right. Well, that's fair. Um, oh, I did download Scott's thing here. All right, so let me uh, drag this over here. I tripled the RAM in the computer, by the way. Oh, you did? Yes. It took two and a half minutes. Oh, cool. It and just worked. A minute of that was clearing the dust off the yeah. damn thing. It just worked. Yeah, it, it really did. I'll show I you. went through this panic because my fucking backup drive wasn't being seen by the computer, so I uh, went through this whole big, like, why the fuck didn't this work? And Apparently, it's because one of the cats stepped on the little button on the power strip. <laughs> Once again, reminding me that I didn't want the fucking cats in the first place. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I have two 2.66 gigahertz dual-core Intel Xeon processors. Cool. And six gigs of RAM. And honestly, it was so cheap and so easy to install. By this time next year, I it. should have every fucking slot full. Yeah. So. That's what you want, full slots, bitch. Well, I want available slots. Oh, don't we all want available ah. slots? We just want to fill all available slots. <laughs> that was for you, Scott. This is U.S. News at 10 with your host, John Simmons. Hello, I'm John Simmons. Here's our U.S. News top story. Independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott has chosen Oregon Representative David Wu to be his new vice presidential running mate. In other news... David Wu's political career in shambles as reports surface about a quote-unquote unwanted sexual encounter between the 56-year-old Wu and an 18-year-old daughter of longtime friend. This just in. Reverend Scott has announced he's again without a running mate for the 2012 <laughs> elections. In other top stories, the Arizona Department of Health Services has reported that 24 cases of a rare Guillain-Barr syndrome have broke out in Yuma County and other areas between Arizona and Mexico. Scientists and doctors fear a countrywide epidemic. The following are signs of the disease and ways to prevent the infection. First, if you have... Hold on, we interrupt the story for a very important news bulletin. Have you seen these curly Q light bulbs that the government are trying to force on us? This reporter recommends beginning hoarding your old incandescent light bulbs before usage of these new light bulbs gives you brain damage from mercury exposure and you have to pay new hiked up taxes on hazmat suits needed to dispose of any of these twisty bulbs. And if you drop and break one, say goodbye to your family because you've basically murdered them all. <laughs> Hey, Chris and Frank. Pretty busy day in the news, huh? Another running mate bites the dust, I guess. Um, yeah, hey, guys, uh, how about a, a brief campaign truce so you can help suggest a new running mate for me? John Wayne Gacy, a notorious <laughs> serial killer. Oh, ha-ha, very funny. 
Everyone knows Glenn Beck has dibs on him. Oh. <laughs> anyway, maybe you guys have ideas for a way to find new potential running mates. For instance, Frank, uh, I'd almost give anything to be you sometimes, mainly because you seem to have life on Easy Street because Chris is running with you. You want to be me for a fucking day? That's good, enough punishment right there. Good luck, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll open the door. You would be me for a fucking day. Good luck to you. You'll want to go to jail after you hack my life. You'll be like, I've been to hell. Uh, Send me to jail. Fine. So Chris makes things difficult. I agree. But seriously, if I interviewed some potential new running mates, what should I say? Say things like, fuck balls. It's not even a question. (laughs) What questions would you ask? Do you sleep with men? Has there been a penis in your rectum? What? I I guess I can write... That down. <laughs> I'm just not sure that matters. I'd, I'd be more concerned if they, you know, murdered anyone. Like, have they ever killed a hooker in Vegas? That, I mean, that seems important. Kill a hooker. I mean, who hasn't in been Vegas? There? Who hasn't? Who have been surprised? There? That's like on a bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> Kill a hooker. Huh. Kill two. <laughs> oh well. I, I guess I'll scratch that off the list. Questions then. <laughs> How about this, though, Frank? Before you teamed up with Chris, you know, besides experience and such, th- did you have any other search criteria while looking? People I want to right. fuck. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knew that it's was coming dudes. back. Handsome. No. Well, that's all. That, that makes all the difference right there. I'm not a whore. <laughs> no one said you were a whore, Frank. I, I don't even know what would make you think that. I can't stop sucking cock. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just delicious. <laughs> Whoa, Frank. Did, did you mean to say that out loud? I'm not sure that's a word you want to be using while campaigning. Maybe delicious was the wrong word. Probably. <laughs> well, I think that's all the advice I need to get from you guys for now. Anyways, uh, I'll talk to you two next week. Peace and love, guys. Sometimes I think he sends us these just so we can take certain pieces. Man, I really can't wait to jerk off to Captain America. So hot, red, white, and blue body. This may have crossed the line, so I can hopefully sleep a little easier tonight knowing I warned you about that. Oh, that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Well done. That's good. All right. Two zero six three three eight three zero nine four. Yes, I got the phone number. Nice. That was right, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, as you can see, I still have Captain America wallpaper on the computer. Yeah, how was it? After I saw the movie, you liked it. I want to go see it again. I, I want to see it too. Honestly, there were like four or five moments in there that were like that song. That would like what? That song. What song? The song that 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 Matt and Trey oh, yeah. wrote. Yeah. There's definitely America fuck yeah parts yeah. in there. Nice. It's it's honestly, it's worth the money. Cool. But yeah, I I, I saw it. I saw it in two D, not three D. So that's cool. Yeah, I saw. Um, oh, I also saw the trip, which is pretty fun. I don't know what that is. It's with Steve Coogan and some other dude, and they tour all these restaurants. And but it's really like it's basically like this buddy movie. It's it's the two of them. And oh, okay. What's funny is like they. I mean, they're both performers, and they both try to kind of outdo each other. And there's this one scene where they're both like doing these like James Bond villain lines and they're trying uh, to do them like as as like as James Bond as possible then they start doing James Bond uh, and it's really really funny it was really good huh. so yeah so there were lots of really funny bits in that that sounds good so and friends with benefits i think was better than no strings attached 
Uh, yeah, Woody I can Harrelson, see. Yeah. fucking hilarious. Oh. All right, you got what? You guys see the Smurfs? I am not going to see the Smurfs. Good for you. Um, I think my kids want to see the Smurfs. But, well, that's um, what you have a wife for. Yes. Well, I. That's good to finally figure that out. Um, <laughs> I will say the one thing that I really appreciated about Captain America was the Red Skull's reveal. Yeah. Even though you know what he looks like. It was getting to that point. There's little, there's little things like you can see off the ear. It is a mask. Yeah. Like his skin's a mask, and it's kind of pulling in a weird way. And he's concerned with this one part that yeah. he's always kind of pushing now, back into place. Does he look like Hugo Weaving? He's got Hugo Weaving's mouth and eyes. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, the mask? No, like the mask. Is oh, no, it it's Hugo his face. Weaving. So it is Hugo Weaving. Yeah, they just added yeah. little bits around. Right. Yeah. And, it, and there's one point, some, I don't know, maybe a little spoilery or whatever, when they first face off. Um, Cap hits him and stretches the mask. Ah, that's cool. And people in the audience kind of freaked because I don't think they knew. Some people didn't know. Ah, that's cool. So he had this like, like imagine the 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 eye of like the Michael yeah. Myers mask gets really kind of droopy like below the eye socket. So there's ah, all this kind of red. Cool. It was it was creepy. Um, is there anything after the credits? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. There's a nice Avengers teaser. Cool. All right. You don't see the Hulk though, and I, I I do have to admit too. You know how some remember the old superhero movies or whatever kind of movies when you have somebody with a really neat design, yeah, and then they hide it for whatever reason. When he, when when he pulls off the mask, you know, in the trailer he pulls yeah. the mask off. He throws it in the fire. Nice. He is the Red Skull from that point on. He's he's just that's it, and he has probably the one of the best cars I've ever seen. Nice. Like there's nothing about this movie I didn't like. Cool, I'm looking forward to it. It may be it may be my favorite movie of the year so far. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It was just a shitload of fun. It was it was it was it's a war movie. Yeah, but it's the best origin story I've seen. Wow! So that's high praise. Yeah. Cool. All right. Because it's different. Yeah. I want them to make yeah. a Green Arrow movie. <laughs> Green Owl could be interesting. Yeah. They could All just right. be cool special effects with arrows and shit. That is true. That is true. But it depends, you know, I think it depends a lot on how people um, take Hawkeye yeah. in Avengers. Like, it's a it's a dude. Okay, you got the Hulk and Iron Man and Thor and a bunch of people with, like, like yeah. super fucking but abilities. Joey Bishop, basically. <laughs> yeah, dude's got a bow. Yeah. He has to have amazing arrows in that quiver, not yeah. just like shit with points. It's got to be like gas and taser and like the penguins umbrella. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But he's he's kind of a tertiary character past, you know, the yeah. other guys. So, but yeah, I definitely recommend Captain America to pretty much anybody, unless you're a fucking communist, all right? So, or a Nazi. But the thing is. Nazis didn't even really play into it that or much. Communard, Hi, um, band. <laughs> Hydra, that the Red Skull runs their deep science division, mm-hmm. works for the Nazis for like the first half of the movie. Yeah. Then well, something happens. All right. Well, but it plays into something that happened in Thor. Oh, okay. And like, there's this, there's this continuing line. If he's the first Avenger. Stuff in Thor follows through the Captain America, which follows through to, through to the Avengers. So they've definitely done what I never thought would be able to be yeah. done, is create 
basically like a, a Marvel crossover. So they're doing they're oh. doing a good job, kind of putting this together. It sounds like they're yeah. really taking their time. I really never the groundwork. I never thought Captain America would be good. Yeah, but it really is. Chris yeah. Evans, he's a little stiff, but they 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 do things early on, like when he finally gets recruited. He brings books with him. Yeah. He can draw. He knows music and art and and stuff like that because he's a scrawny little guy. Yeah. And he keeps it when he gets. Yeah. So they give him a little bit of depth. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was chosen because of who he is on yeah. the inside, and they really they really kind of hammer that home, but not overtly with like Spider Man, you yeah. know, in the Jesus pose in part two. Right. Yeah, I, d- I need to see it again. And I, I don't pay twice. Yeah, cool. But I will. <laughs> All right, we should just end this All now. All right. Huh? Folks, have a great week. Guys, yeah, serious podcast at gmail.com. Those cards and letters coming. All right. Bye. As you know, debt ceiling discussions coming down to the wire. Political leaders on both sides pulling out all the stops. All the stops. Like the kind of stops that high school football coaches use before homecoming games in fictitious small towns. Kevin McCarthy, the third-ranking Republican in the House, urged Republicans to unite behind Boehner's plan by showing this clip from the movie The Town. The Town? The town. No Rudy. Brian's song or 300 or, or Rocky. Or Rocky 2. Rocky 3 or really any of the Rockies. You went with the Boston bank robbers in nun costumes flick. Well, this is going to be good. Let's see the clip that the Republicans used. Let's see the clip that the Republicans used to urge their hardline Tea Party freshman coalition to drop their objections to John Boehner's debt ceiling plan and vote with their more establishment Republican brethren. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're gonna hurt some people. Whose car are we gonna take? see if I understand this metaphor. (laughs) The establishment Republicans are saying to the Tea Party upstarts, hey, you know the violent, unstable, borderline sociopath from the town (laughs) who's useful in a pinch, but whose suicidal, single-minded mania will ultimately be his downfall? That's you guys. (laughs) And the guy 
who's stuck in an uneasy alliance with you but doesn't really like you and ultimately saves himself by walking away from you as you are dying? That's us. So, do we have your vote? I'm going to assume most of the Tea Party coalition uh, has not seen the whole movie. Alan West liked what he heard. So I got up and told the speaker, I'll, I'll drive the car. Quick Robin to the back mobile. Still, if nothing else, the Democratic response to the Republicans' use of that clip from the movie The Town did lead to one of my favorite recent moments on cable news. I give you Chuck Schumer's Meshuggah movie breakdown show. In the scene, they chose to inspire their house freshmen. One of the crooks gives a pep talk to the other. Right before they both put on hockey masks, bludgeon two men with sticks, and shoot a man in the leg. All while talking in a ridiculous Boston accent. Join us next week when I, Chuck Schumer, review the sci-fi classic, The Star Wars. In this film, a large asthmatic man dressed in black plastic cuts the arm off of a boy wearing pajamas with uh, some type of uh, glow stick. And here's the part you won't believe. The man in the suit is the boy's father. <laughs> that must be the worst DVD feature extra ever. I don't want to live on this planet anymore.